would you say is an upgrade from Rowdy? I think Rowdy Plus works as an interim. Myself. Rambunctious? Ram <laughs> That's pretty good. What the f*** is going on down there? Like just a whole car on one shoulder, curl it, you know, like with with wires, so it, it just goes, it flows nicely, it flies across the entrance ramp, lands in the ring perfectly, and someone gets out, and he's like, what's up, everyone? I'm uh, Rambunctious Ronnie Rage's um, manager, uh, Mr. Um, I've run out of alliteration, I've completely run out. Hi, everyone, welcome to our special podcast, which is our normal episode number podcast. Hello, TJ, welcome. Hello. <clears throat> Hello, Aaron. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well. It's Saturday. It's a podcast where our topic list has no what we got this week and no listener questions. In fact, it is Toy Fair Day. And the strange thing about Toy Fair is that about 80% of the stuff revealed for Transformers was also revealed slowly over the last week and a half, which is now rolled into this podcast as well, because neither of y'all have talked about any of it. So... This is a fairly loaded topic list. I'm very proud of myself for organizing it. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, we're just gonna we're gonna just start hacking our way through. Um, no real structure here. Uh, in fact, I was gonna suggest uh, don't don't feel like you guys have to comment on whether or not you're gonna buy anything. Uh, I think that if we avoid saying we're gonna buy a thing or not, we'll shave a good. 15 minutes off of the enormous amount of time we're probably going to spend talking about one toy line. Uh, so I've, I've, I've pre-planned this. I've, pl- I've planned some structure. I've planned, some, I've got, uh, I've got package lunches for you guys. I've got, uh, napkins, uh, rolled I mean, up I had, I had steak for dinner. So like, I mean, yeah, I you, thought you I got ordered a bento box. That's, that's excellent because I already ate your guys package lunches. Cause I got stressed out trying to plan all of this. So we don't have to get over that awkward part later on. Uh, but let's start talking about uh, one of the big reveals. This is the big mainstream reveal that all the people are sending to all of their Transformers fan friends that they know who are themselves not in the fandom. Transformers Ghostbusters mashup Ecto-1 Ectotron. This is coming out as a uh, originally a Hasbro Pulse exclusive for about an hour, and now it's a GameStop and EB Games Canada exclusive. This is a heavy, heavy retool of the Onslaught Hotspot um not Victorion, but the one in the middle. Her name just flew out. I was about to say Terra Magna. That's not her name. Pyra Magna. Pyra Magna. I don't know where the Terra came from. But that shared Combiner Wars Voyager skeleton is the skeleton of this uh, Ecto-1 Transformer who's coming in an 80s G1-style box. He's got an, an Ecto-1 alt mode. Um, all the stuff that was freshly tooled on top of the Onslaught Pyra Magna hotspot mold also happens to remove all the Combiner ports. The thing that nobody uh, is really seeing clearly that I'm I'm not actually mad about, but you should probably know, is he does have a fairly enormous backpack that is the center mass of the entire vehicle mode. Um, I think he gets away with it because he, he has those really cool front fender shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this guy is uh, is up for priority. He's coming out in the summer, I believe. And uh, he's, what, 40 American? Um, Correct. 39.99 United States dollars. 40 America dollar. He's about 60 Canadian dollar. And... Uh, it's a really interesting thing to just drop out of nowhere. I'm, I, I like these kind of things. Uh, I also like the... Oh, also, he comes with a Slimer accessory that I don't care about, but I figure I should mention that. Uh, 
this is like everything that we've always wanted Transformers crossovers to be. Very good mainline toys retooled into crossover stuff. Uh, if it's not going to be fresh tooling. Um, there is good, you know, crossovers e stuff that's been freshly tooled, but usually that comes out of and is often exclusive to Japan. Uh, this is a great interim, I think. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, the only thing about it, really, that I'm not into, I'm not into the Slimer accessory, maybe partly because I got sold on the idea that it should have been like a, a Slimer-colored Starscream ghost. Um, also, I'm... I'm I'm I wish that those goggles on the head sculpt flipped up. Uh but my only other qualm was like who is this and guess what that's being answered by a five issue comic book series coming out uh later this year as well. So we'll know all about Ectotron. Um but yeah, I, I threw in a pre-order because I, I I like the base skeleton mold that this is using. It's a very good one. Um, I thought we were going to be talking about if you're going to buy it or not. You well, said that like a whole 5 minutes ago. I didn't say I'm buying it. I said I pre-ordered it. Now, I could choose to just eat the $5 and not go in uh, to pick it up. So I'm still operating within the rules. Uh, thank you. But Aaron, without talking about if you want it or not, how do you feel about Ectotron? Uh, very weird. Uh, I I dig it as a crossover thing um, that I guess IDW has had this license for a while. So, And they did have like one of the things that was a big crossover event uh I ghostbusters say, ninja turtles yeah that all that everything crossed over through that briefly i think but like i i see the interest there i've had to tell multiple people yeah it's really cool if you want to buy it you should buy it because things like these disappear oh are you getting it and i was like i don't think so and that's fine yeah because it is a 40 dollar voyager yeah that's <laughs> that i think i mean there's to say that there's significant tooling or retooling is an understatement. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I wish that it maybe wasn't so all of this folds up onto the back yeah. as it appears to be. But at a certain point, like you can't do a ton. Yeah, it's the way to get that vehicle mode onto that shell. And it, it's mm. effective. Like the the fact that the, the trick about this shell that I think is really impressive is using the shoulder structure of the skeleton to pull off the elongated nose of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's real clever. Uh, but yeah, like it is a, it is a, a marked up Voyager. You're probably also paying for the packaging. Um, yeah. and in Canada, yeah. it's double the price that Voyagers used to be, um, a couple years ago. Uh, and most of the time in Canada, you can find Voyagers for closer to 30 than 40. So 60 is, is kind of rough. Um, for Canadians who are not super into the concept. TJ, how are you feeling about the concept? I mean, concept-wise, it's one of those fantasy geek crossovers you never expected to happen. Mm-hmm. It's awesome that it has happened and has me looking forward to potentially more if if such a thing could ever exist again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I had the chance to get a pre-order in, but it also came up at a time where I was... It had been a rough morning, and I was not going to drag myself out of bed for what seemed to be a fairly, certainly certainly a novel figure, but nothing terribly complex. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't know. There's something. There's something about me that was overwhelmed. It just seemed like such a simple figure when I felt like they could have done so much more with it. But you know, I wouldn't say no if I happened into it at a GameStop or something. 
I think mm-hmm. you will too. Like I, I, I don't see this being ridiculously hard to find because even people on Facebook and etc. who are just seeing the photos out of fandom who are like, I can't believe they're doing the mashup shirt I always loved. Like that doesn't mean that they're gonna go like, I also want to spend sixty dollars to support this positive reaction. Uh, and I also think there's a misstep in removing those combiner ports because like. This, it would, how funny would it be if this thing could go on and they were also like, we're going to make a pop culture combiner to actually do that t-shirt y'all I, keep yelling about. I see so many lawyers throwing themselves at that to bat that paperwork away. <laughs> it's like, no! no. Because uh, that would have been pretty funny. Uh, also, I'm a little sour that the combiner ports are disappearing only because like... Between that and the somewhat generic head sculpt, I was like, the thing that would have made me actually tell people they have to buy this to support it is if it, basically there's two there's two Ghostbuster heads that I think would make for good robot heads. It's Egon and Holtzman because they have kooky hair. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what if it was like a Holtzman head on the small robot and then they gut tie and then this giant Egon head like erupts out of the torso? <laughs> Can you imagine if this thing was still a combiner torso and someone could put four ghost star screams on it? I would be really happy if that happened. Uh, And unfortunately, I don't think it's possible to, like, reinsert the combiner ports on here. Like, you just have to look at the legs. Uh, The inside of the legs has got no room for it, and the outside of the legs is the smooth parts of the back of the vehicle mode. Oh, yeah. So there's, it's not a simple thing. You'd be making an entirely new component. So I'm I'm not holding on to that dream at all. Um, But I think this is a real strong showing for a a cross-branded thing. I think that actually, as much as I'm I'm saying the price is pretty painful, I think they probably could have gotten away with charging another ten bucks, and enough people would have gone for it anyway. I think at that point you'd have to have some other premium jazz to it. You'd have to have painted Slimer, like yeah, painted (laughs) Slimer or 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 something like if if all of that. If all of that backpack nonsense became, like, if that... Tra- now, now, granted, we haven't seen the back of it, but from the looks of it, it's like, if the pack, back like. became a proton pack, like, became very clearly a proton pack, yeah. I think something of that nature could go pretty far. I think the idea is it is a proton pack. They're just, like, they're having... If you look at all the way that stuff is jammed in on the top of the, the vehicle mode... Mm-hmm. I think the idea is that thing is his proton pack because he's got the you know the the Ghostbuster device that's whose name I forgot stuck to it. The thing with the streams coming the, out of it, the trap. No, the, the stream, the stream, the stream, the the photon streamer. <laughs> the the proton pack. The, the <laughs> yeah, so he's, talk, he's talking about yeah. the wand, the thing on the hose connected to the proton. Pack. Okay, it's a it's. The, the wand, wand part of it. It's yeah. A, it's, it's something thrower, I think. Yeah, proton I can't, thrower. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't think of the whole thing yet. You know what? That's why I'm happy we're the ones talking about this, because when you get a Ghostbusters fan who's a Transformers fan talking about this, like, it's just a sea of praise, and we're here to be objective, man. Nah, I don't care. Uh, I just noticed something else that actually I'm kind of into on this. You see the the blue hose on the vehicle mode picture going down into, you know, the side of the, the back of the, the, the car? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that the same part that then connects into the back of the wand? Because it's got that square or that rectangular kind of look. Maybe. Yeah, it looks like it. That's kind of a cool way to, like, get double use out of that without just a piece of hose flying around. Um, you know, a thematic way to plug it in on the vehicle mode. 
I wonder if you could then plug that into his lower leg and have it... Oh, you could, actually! And then you put the, the wand onto his back, where it is in vehicle mode. Yeah, I, generally, I'm into this thing. I think it is, it's pretty pricey. I don't think there's anything wrong with seeing it, saying it's cool, and then just, like, walking away. Especially if you're not, like, ridiculously into Ghostbusters, which is probably a big part of this. That's why I'm surprised how much I'm into it, because, like, I don't hate Ghostbusters. I just don't have the fandom for it. A lot of people do. Uh, but that was a strong way to open up Toy Fair, I think. Uh, anything else about that, or should we get into some of the, the Transformers proper stuff? Get into the Transformers proper stuff? Assorted, mm-hmm. assorted news. Uh, there was a fan media panel. We're not going to, like, recap the whole thing, but there are bits and pieces out of here. Um, notably, the Transformers Bumblebee, that movie, is officially declared a new storytelling universe. Thank friggin' God <laughs> that they're just like, yes, it is a new universe Finally got enough foreign money to kick it over to, like, 53%. Okay, it's not going to roll back. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's a new universe. Yeah. No, nah, it's what we meant all along. Also, We're glad that you've been there for, for with us from the beginning ignore of this new crate, experience. Ignore the crate next to me that a muffled voice is coming out of that's moving that says Lorenzo de Bonaventura on it. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not here, unfortunately. He had Hollywood things to do. And the crate's just like, help me. So yeah, guys, it's the new storytelling universe. None of us are surprised, right? Like this is just more like, okay, th- thank you for calling the sky blue. Yeah, <laughs> it it had been nice if I could have got my video about the continuity out before they announced the continuity. But sure. Well, now you just put out the video of the continuity and say that you're the one who like this is for the true fans. This is for the people who aren't going to be um, smoke screened by big transformers, you know, by big Hasbro. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it's the for whole- the real fans. The whole thing I've been arguing is, like, it's so obviously a reboot, and I had no idea why they kept pushing the whole thing. It's a prequel. It's a prequel. I, I almost have the feeling that it was like, they were, again, they were ready for it to go either way. And it was like, they, they kind of went eh, eh, and put their finger up to the wind, and were like, okay, most people most people want this to be a reboot. Hmm. But then you also have to balance Maybe they a, bunch are of, right. a bunch of producers who put a lot of money into the other ones who would yeah. like it to not be a reboot. And yeah, yeah, because again, you could have a lot of Hollywood people, aka money, behind it saying like, well, no, we've built these other five movies. Why are we cutting them loose? And we'd like to keep selling and, them to and, you in a bundle and, with this one. And you just go, Spider-Man! <laughs> Spider-Man! Yeah. And uh, heck, that's the reason why we rebooted it. And then being able to show... You know, fans and people in general saying like, "Yeah, that seemed like an entirely new story." And you can yeah. go mm-hmm. to, to answer to answer your your confusion, TJ. I think it's like it's one of those things where there are corporate reasons why that usually one attempts to vaguely mask, uh, but in this case, it was completely unmasked and made everyone on the corporate side just look um, incompetent, uh, if not somewhat disturbingly ignorant of the world around them. Uh, so thank goodness Lorenzo's in that box yeah. now. He's <laughs> yeah. My assumption was always that if the film wasn't a success or if it didn't look like it was going to be successful, they could always lump it into the old movies and just yeah. call it a yeah. wash. And if it took off and got popular, okay, yeah, we're it's a whole new universe and we get to tell stories in it now. And it's like, just tell us that. Like, I get why you don't, because there are all these people who take everything literally that also are your shareholders. But like, you can tell us and we just won't tell your, tell your shareholders. All right. Just tell us who not to talk to. Stop talking to us like we're blind. Yeah. Uh, but th- that's the first bullet point I wanted to hit that was really cool. Um, we also got some uh, fresh... St- there's, a, there's a new video game coming that apparently was actually mentioned 
some months ago and I just forgot. It's a new third person shooter coming from Certain Affinity. And I didn't know who Certain Affinity was until it was pointed out that apparently they're the ones who fixed the multiplayer on, uh, I want to say, the Halo collection. Um, and apparently also were behind the multiplayer on Doom. Uh, apparently they've got pedigree from what I understand, uh, which makes me more excited about this news than I was earlier. Um, it's a, being a third person shooter. I bet you there's going to be a mode where you and 99 other players all jump out of a flying thing and, uh, you try to pick up some loot and kill each other. That's just, you know, that's a, a gameplay type nowadays, but, uh, there's no other news about that really. Just certain affinity does have some pedigree for multiplayer. And that sounds like a good match with something that's going to ostensibly be multiplayer, and I've seen people upset that the second word in it is online. Well, yeah, and yeah, that's well. like I said, ninety nine other players have to be online to connect with you. And yeah. well, my my response my response to that, I think it was somebody's Facebook post, was like, "You got to go where the money is, and that's where it is." Like, sure, yeah. we could mm-hmm. we can wish and hope for the days of Convoy Nonazo, where you just sit by yourself and play okay, an impossible that's not game. What we're talking, but, that's no. not what they were talking about. They're not ever wishing that for is, those days. That is what do you call it? False equivalence. That's yeah. some false oh, equivalence. Oh, oh, I know. I know. But it was definitely a case of like, this is what games are now. Like yeah. even offline games have got to have some online portion to it. This isn't this isn't about Transformers. This is about video games, them going right. for online. Like it's very hard now for a game to have a fleshed out single player story mode. Uh and ju- like to to ha- be given the money to do that without thinking that it's like games are in that that dumb place movies often get into where it's like it either has to be a multi million dollar production that makes billions back mm-hmm. or three people have to work on it for a budget of a thousand dollars or whatever. Um, yeah, there's not going to be single player Transformers games for a while. I don't think. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. That's not Transformers' fault. Uh, but. Uh, something that is Transformers' fault is uh, when you say that the showrunner of the uh, Machinima trilogy is the showrunner on the new Netflix cartoon. Boy, does that do something to the news that there's going to be a Netflix cartoon. Um, so a lot of the folks who worked on the Machinima shows are sticking together, uh, the showrunner, some of the writers, etc., uh, to do the War for Cybertron trilogy now under Netflix. So uh, produced by Rooster Teeth, animated by Polygon Pictures, who did Transformers Prime and Robots in Disguise. Um and I mean, someone told me like, yeah, but it's animated by Polygon. And I'm like, yeah, but the Machinima series was animated by a fairly notable anime studio. Yeah. But I'll, so, give, you, I'll, give, you my, a, I'll give you a hint. The animation was the least of those shows problems. My hope I, is because yeah. the source of it going to Netflix, like that they're not going to have the same because before when it was like Go90 or whatever, yeah. that was very mobile focused. And it was Machinima and, who we found out was basically dying when it was making this Right. <laughs> um, but but I'm saying at least the, the platform basis of it. Yeah, Since and, it's Netflix and like, I'm going to say that like a couple other series that have come to Netflix that you wouldn't think to have a huge chance have done really well because... Netflix is going to back this when it's an exclusive like that, and you're not going to be like, oh, well, we want this to be something that somebody can watch during their commute to work once every other week or whatever the the guidelines were. And I'm not going to blow smoke and go like everything Netflix makes is great because Netflix has had misses. Netflix has had straight up failures. Netflix has also had shows that, you know, I might like that other people's don't. uh, Other people's uh, (laughs) don't like. But I think... 
this is my optimism. I think Netflix brings a higher bar of baseline quality than Machinima did, mm-hmm. where Machinima struggled to even render out the same frame rate in some mm-hmm. sequences. Uh, whereas there are several Netflix animated productions that are running at a weird choppy frame rate, but those at least come off like that is an intentional decision uh, to run at 24 frames per second. Stylistic um, rather than requirement. Yeah, it's stylistic rather than, oh, no, our render machine is dying. So yeah. whether or not the show is good, who knows? Uh, whether or not the showrunners were the problem, who knows? I, I still think that the bigger problems with that trilogy was the lack of technical polish and post-production polish and the lack of voice direction. Those are two things that Netflix could feasibly um, interfere with in a positive way. Uh so I, I'm 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 still kind of optimistic. I don't think it's going to be the best show ever. I just think it's probably not going to be. How do you put this? When the Machinima series disappeared, the only thing people were upset about was the disappearance of media, not the disappearance of those episodes. Mm-hmm. No one was actually sad to see the. Sorry, Machinima, you're dead. You can't. I know you bought that fancy police siren. Stop hanging out outside my building. You. No one was really sad to see those episodes go for reasons other than they worked on them or they, you know, you want to have archives of media relevant to the franchise you like. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think that the Netflix stuff potentially could be at least, you know, palatable. Do you guys feel, I mean, Aaron, it sounds like you feel similar. Um, TJ, how are you feeling about the Netflix uh, drop? Uh, like you said, having the past through from, uh, from the previous trilogy on it is a little worrisome. I want to know how, I want to know how much influence Rooster Teeth has on this. Mm-hmm. It's like that, that, that's the part that gives me the most confidence because, you know, they've done really, really solid stuff over the years. They've done Ruby, which is phenomenally successful. So there's people in here that know how to create really great web series, really great, you know, streaming series. And I want to know how much say they have in this, you know, can't, you know, if they're produce if they're producing it, can they curtail some of the stuff that made, uh, the Prime War trilogy a little bit unpalatable, let's say. Like, can they hire better voice direction? Can they have an audio post-production team? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, being yeah, mean, but things. you know what? I could have done a better uh-huh. job, and I do that sometimes for hire, so I am going to be mean about that. That was a terrible audio post-production. Because, um, yeah, I've seen a lot of people say, like, but Rooster Teeth, uh, similar to saying, but Polygon, and it's like, those are absolutely good names, but ever since that first trilogy, it's kind of like, you can have those names attached, but it, it all comes down to the final delivery. Uh, that the One of the weird positives to come out of that Machinima trilogy is that just because you have good people and companies working on something doesn't mean it all assembles into right. something uh, good, necessarily. Uh, it, was a good, it was a good kind of depressing reality check, I think. Um, but that's about all of the unfocused news out of the... Um, the assorted section. So let's get into Siege, where uh, there was a pre-Toy Fair reveal that also happened to be about 90% of the Siege reveals, basically. Um, so we got a bunch of new stuff revealed. Oh, now we've seen uh, physical prototypes at Toy Fair. We've got some cool video footage from the show floor of how some of these work. Uh, so let's hit the big guy first. Um, we saw a piece of him last year. Uh, the full reveal of Titan Omega Supreme uh, has dropped. Um He's a Titan class figure. He comes with MicroMaster Countdown. Uh, the fresh stuff that we've now got confirmed is that, uh, yes, his arms are one piece that form the rocket. Uh, it's not two things you're putting together. Um, some cool bits I found out. So the wings do still come off. 
and uh, the track, the thing that makes them into a donut shape is that bits, the bits of track that's molded on the sides of his legs. John Warden was very half jokingly ready to tell you that if you bought multiple Omega, no, he said multiple Guardians, which makes me wonder if he accidentally revealed a repaint down the road. If you buy multiples of this mold, you could just infinitely make S-shaped tracks going everywhere because uh, they have a universal connector. And also the track connector is designed to match up with Trypticon and Fortress Maximus. Uh, so you can interlink all the previous Titan figures to this if you so choose. Uh, there's also little fold-open storage spaces for MicroMasters in the legs and in the uh, the tank um, and in the rocket. Mm-hmm. Um, there's light piping on Omega Supreme, so he doesn't have any electronics, but he seemed to have pretty darn good light piping, at least on the prototype. Uh, lots of ratcheted joints. John Warden wasn't able to show them because the proto- it was a prototype and he was worried that it might break. Um, and when it's a prototype of something that big... I can understand that. Yeah, and as always with these things, it's obvious that there's a lot of things that are painted that, like, they're probably relying on the the thickness of the paint to hold things. Oh yeah, like this this the friction snap hinge on the rocket door was busted when he went to show it to Unicron.com. Yeah, so he had to push it back in. Uh, but Omega Supreme, like, he's got ankle tilts and a waist joint, which were two big things that they mentioned. And that's pretty cool for Omega Supreme. The proportions are apparently based on the cartoon primarily. He's got extra surface detailing because of Siege. And apparently all the surface detailing in the base mode were designed with the same 1 to 550 scale as the the detailing on, uh, like, Fort Max. Um, like, the little windows and stuff. So there's, like, a soft scale to some of the visual detail uh, going on. Um, so, uh, yeah, Omega Supreme as a Titan figure... Um, TJ, I'll start off with you. How are you feeling about uh, the next Titan? I mean, it is super... Uh, oh, God, I was going to go for a pun, and I, I refuse. Titanically. Titan- immensely <laughs> uh, impressive what they have accomplished. I love that they kept the part forming to a minimum. You know, it just it seems to be just the necessary stuff to recreate the G1 toy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like how... Just how big and solid he is he looks like he gained some size just from the fact that he's a lot simpler than some of the other titans we've seen mm. so, yeah like like i'm I'm, cu- I'm curious how much interaction that he actually has when once you have like an unpaint like an actual like production model that isn't slathered in paint and you know just how much can fit on him etc yeah he looks he looks like he's gonna be fun to goof with he he might justify the MicroMasters. I think Maybe. he alone justifies the MicroMasters. Like, yeah, not not enough to say like that we should have. Like, I think I get what you're saying. Like, he he justifies some MicroMasters. It's a bit much that they're a, an entire price point. Like, thank goodness one of those slots is being taken up by a couple Soundwave cassettes uh, mm. to break it up a bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, like like he's the figure that those MicroMasters I think exist for. Um, granted you have to then not have any other figures standing like like to have micromasters on him and also deluxe sideswipe in robot mode standing on the ramp was pretty funny to look at because it's like i see a scale and then i see this extremely large car man <laughs> messing with the whole feel of that uh but yeah there's a lot of little like a lot of those three mil pegs on omega supreme so you can stand i think if i recall correctly the micromasters have got that peg hole on those on them somewhere uh i don't have them near me now not um, on feet Oh really? Yeah, that's a shame. That's that's the peg size that like the blast effects go to. I was gonna no, say, I've yeah, got, those. I've got uh, two of them right here, and neither of them on their feet have holes. So, boy, the micromasters are just trying to. <laughs> yeah, 
Hey, I have something nice to say about you. Yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, oh, what was I going to say? I was saying something. Yeah, the uh, effect parts. Uh, there was a bit in one of the videos where they were demoing putting them on as, like, other characters shooting at Omega Supreme, and that really works on something his scale. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the subtle effect parts they went for by making his claw translucent. Yeah. Uh, I think it looks really cool. I think it's it's funny that John Warden also referred to it as a mandible. Uh, anatomy class, not not a strong suit. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's neat that they turned that old claw into like an actual like blast or like a rocket effect. Like it's a mm-hmm. it's yeah. a little clever touch. Yeah, and like having the spot to put an effect on the inside, so it's like a, you know like a cannon if you want. Uh. A lot of cool stuff going on. Aaron, how are you feeling about Omega Supreme? Uh I I really dig it. I I like that it is the you know, the the parts forming as as it is directly required that you can have the the base and the tank and the rocket as different things and that's I would say that's kind of core to like the Omega Supreme idea. Mm-hmm. And so not trying to find a way to have like a weird gantry piece that connects the rocket to the back of a base and it just kind of does something close to it um to try and have it be not a parts former as it were yeah um i i i i really dig it i i've enjoyed most of the the titans for what they end up doing um yeah yeah, as of Triptychon, I'm excited for Omega Supreme, and, and from what I can see, he's got all the qualities carried over from Triptychon that I wanted, mm-hmm. uh, that being low, lower body articulation that works. Uh, that That's the biggest problem with Metroplex and Fort Max, and Omega Supreme was, I think, going to be the one to go like, all right, is this really going to be the price point for the handful of characters you have left to do here? And it looks like they're doing it. Um, and then that brings us to the next biggest character, the brand new price point uh commander i think is called um for jetfire uh this was another one of those reveals from um a little of uh, like a week and a half ago uh, in that early reveal uh we got a whole bunch of new info about jetfire off the show floor um myself and some other folks were kind of like it's cool that he's got that obvious five millimeter kind of ring in his in his grip but it also looks kind of funky if a weapon isn't in there there's a whole tooling so when you open his finger joint the five millimeter ring retracts into his knuckle and disappears Mm -hmm. Uh, there's Mm -hmm. also a spring-loaded trap door on the red backpack to hide his head away um there's four uh five millimeter um l-shaped grips underneath the jet mode so people can hang off of them and be flown in uh kind of gi joe repel style he's got working landing gear uh that whole thing of weapons and whatnot you can just like completely leave off and it looks fine um as far as I can tell, the thing is super heavy. Uh, it's 11 inches tall, and I think the new price point, when you look at the Siege leaders and how they're like Voyagers, except that all of the stuff that's usually, um, you know, friction joints or hollowed out is cleaned up and metal pinned together, it feels like it, jet fire is that applied to a near one inch or one foot tall uh, figure. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's looking like that is the case for jet fire, which I'm, I'm happy about, aside from, you know, the price being a bummer. No, no two ways about it. Uh, so yeah, the, the, a lot of great info on Jetfire. The the retracting five mil thing filled me with glee. Also, you can you can rotate his insignia around, and that got so much coverage 
And it honestly is like the least exciting thing about the figure, I gotta say. It's it's more exciting than the weapons pack, but like the amount of people I heard in those videos going like, hey, can you do the can you do the insignia flip one more time for me? And it's like, y'all, <laughs> it's a it's a panel on a on a pin. Like it's cool, but like <laughs> you Yeah, know, but you could like that like that's the scene. Like that's like like as someone who as someone whose first favorite transformer was Jetfire, or in this case Skyfire, because I really wish they just named this thing Skyfire already. Yeah, uh, like that was like the scene because we'd never seen that before. Just rip the Decepticon symbol, materialize an Autobot one out of thin <laughs> air. <laughs> uh, what what I also will say because you reminded me, John Warden kept saying we made this Jetfire look a lot more like Skyfire, but then when you put the face mask on him, he looks like Jetfire again. And I was like, that's some internal language going on that I can follow, but. Uh, I thought it was really funny that they're like, this Jetfire toy, who can look like Skyfire or Jetfire? And I'm like, y'all, come on. <laughs> Just relax for a second. Uh, but yeah, Aaron, how are you feeling about uh, the, the fresh price point and the fresh Jetfire? I like that you get to choose which fire you want. Mm-hmm. Actually, between the, the chest add-on and like the faceplate. So I have the, the Thrilling 30 one, and you could like goose it a little bit with a different head. Or with the the thing that like clipped in over his eyes or whatever, uh. But that with this one, you're able to like have the other parts that do a good job of of changing it up. I think is 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 pretty cool. It <clears throat> it again, it's one of the things that makes it feel like you know they've really got an idea of like how they want that that uh, nostalgia hit to go. You know, yeah. if you want it. If you want it more the way that it was in animation, cool. If you want it more the way that it was in toy, cool. And you can do it more across the board than maybe previous versions you'd ever be able to come close to. So Previous ones would all look like Jetfire, basically, who right. could then Skyfire. But this is a Skyfire who can, like, I'll say it, he can put on a Jetfire mask. He doesn't really look like Jetfire. He looks a lot like Skyfire in both modes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because, like, the Jetfire mode is kind of like, look, it's Skyfire with a mask and some guns on his back. Like, it's not like he's gaining a fast pack. Mm-hmm. Um, you would need, I think, another price point up to have that red backpack split to look like fast packs, which is what I would really want to see. But, you know, I'm not going to complain about that. This is clearly Skyfire with the, mm-hmm. the I forgot the acronym, but, you know, the thing of weapons you can put the on him. combat system? The C-O-M-B-A-T system, thank you. Yes. Yes. Um, Did anyone figure out what it meant? It has a, a definition, I think, somewhere. Yeah, I, I've uh, seen it before. No, oh, I can't uh, remember now. Someone will tell us, I'm sure. Uh, In fact, Aaron, if you go on Twitter and say, what does combat stand for? We'll have an answer by the end of this recording. Okay, okay, yeah, it's on TF Wiki. Okay. Yeah, the Cybertronian Omnifunctional Modular Battlefield Assault Tech System. I hate it, and I love it. Because <laughs> uh, one, like, one of those words is made up! It's Cybertronians made up. Okay. Uh, Omnifunctional's not much further behind it. Also, I like how omnifunctional is one word for the sake of the acronym. That's pretty good, yeah. too. <laughs> the the Coffin Bat system. Uh, TJ, uh, let's talk about, about I was going to say Skyfire. It's Skyfire. Let's talk about Skyfire. Yeah. Skyfire is beautiful. It's a, gigant, it's a gigantic toy. It's the toy I always dreamed of. Like I said. First favorite Transformer. 
I always wanted to see an actual like show accurate Skyfire, but they always lean into the Jetfire because uh you know that's what the original toy lo- looked like. That's you know what they had to market him as, etc. What always got me was the fact that like I always thought I always thought the Harmony Gold mess would lean them toward making Skyfire toys anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm almost wondering if this was put into the production line around that time. Or maybe at least, like, whiteboarded or some of the basic ideas. Yeah, like, well, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, like, if this actually comes up in their favor, uh, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to take this character back, do the same thing we did in the 80s. I, I could see it in the sense of there being, like, kind of, you know, a very vague sketch of, like, well, here's how we could get it to work in, in a price point. And maybe it was shelved because they, you know, it kept being too much for any given price point. Um, like, obviously, his height is a big thing that they reference in some of the videos from the show floor about how he was also enormous in the cartoon. And they want to carry that through on this figure. Um, I forgot to mention an Easter egg John Warden showed on that figure, which apparently they're not talking about in the instructions or anything. It's just a quiet Easter egg. Uh, but you can open the cockpit. And then there's like a piece of sculpted detail inside. You can remove that piece of sculpted detail and the cockpit is the right size to have a Titan Master sit inside. And apparently that will not be in the instructions or referenced anywhere in promotional material. It's just a little Easter egg they threw in. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's that's Jetfire. Uh, going off those those early reveals, the last two were a couple deluxes, Mirage and Impactor. Um, nothing really new about them at Toy Fair that I'm aware of. Uh, in fact, are they at Toy Fair? I haven't. Yeah. I'm just thinking. Yeah, of, yeah. There, was, there was Impactor in the spread. Okay, I, I hadn't seen any photos on Twitter, and I hadn't. I haven't taken a, a very. I was mostly flipping through the TFW photos to look for anything like hidden. <laughs> uh, nothing new was revealed about them, though, right? Like I'm, I'm guessing they're just standing around. Aside from just getting a sense of scale, which for all of the hollowness on Impactor means he's quite a bit bigger than the normal deluxes. Oh, mm-hmm. well, that's a good payoff. Um, so I, I don't I don't mind that Impactor very much. I saw a lot of talk about him. I was like, I feel he's fairly uncontentious. Like, he's just like, yes, he's got hollow legs. But like outside of that, unless that like I'm just not taking those as big of a or as being as big of a topic as other folks are. But like. He just looks like a fairly competent tank transformer to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aaron sounds like you're, well, you just said, yeah. So I was, it sounds like yeah. Aaron, I'm theorizing that perhaps yeah. you agree with my take on this. Yeah. All right. How many more times can I say? Yeah. Oh. Anything else about impactor you <clears throat> want to highlight? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Are you just a yeah person on impactor? No, I, I appreciate uh, impact. Like the one thing that I thought, might not translate very well at least like with the way that he was done in idw is the the separation of the like yellow orange and purple but Mm. it's all good and clean and its own thing so uh looks like you can give him the uh the um harpoon hand on either side yeah there's a way that looks like it transforms yeah yeah, if you fold his normal hands away, there's a port on the back. Or you can choose for him to have normal hands and just hold the harpoon thing. Yeah, like a hook. His reasons. <laughs> just rake people with the serrated edge. Yeah, that'd be unfun. Um, and any, any any thoughts on Mirage on your end? 
Uh, looks like a totally competent mirage. Hopefully I people see. have double-checked the Cybertronian. Uh, apparently it doesn't spell anything. It just, they picked symbols that look like Cetanes. Okay. So yeah, I guess it does. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The last Actually, one's a cheat. That's just an S. I can't find any shots of Mirage on this show floor spread that are focused on him. I, I was looking at the uh, the official images. Okay. Ah, so Mirage wasn't on the show floor spread. I win. Well, you said neither of them were, and Impactor was. So I know. So I, I still win the bigger picture. <laughs> sure. Fine. We're, we're all going to forget this Whatever. conversation within about two months, so it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> um, and DJ, then somebody will come to us generous. 16 years later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, some context. Aaron just got a quote reply to a post he made on TFW 2005 just over 16 years ago. Granted, the reply did call this to fact, uh, but it was also still pretty funny. Um, TJ, how are you feeling about uh, about Impactor and, and Mirage? Um, I've never been terribly big on Impactor. He looks nice. Um, I'm kind of on on board with you where he looks like a competent tank transformer, but I've got a lot of tank transformers, so I'm not sure how much I'm feeling him right now. Yeah, like, like, it'll I don't want to die on a hill for him or anything. Yeah, like... <laughs> It'll it'll be nice when he's not in super glossy inch thick paint. Yeah, boy, I mean the color purple I think and the color yellow both don't do this any favors that he's hand painted. Yeah. <laughs> he is freaking painted. Like you can see some of the chipping on the vehicle mode close up on TFW, but like yeah. <laughs> yeah, so him um yeah, that's a wait and see. Um like the Mirage was the one where I was honestly thinking to myself, do man, do I really need another Mirage? Because like the class, his classics one is like one of the few classics that really held up because the articulation and the transformation are still really good on him. Mm-hmm. But he's just he hits that he hits that spot so much. And granted, that's what Siege has done very well. Like with the robot mode, to so just hit that mark of that's the character, like that's the identity right there. So. It kind of answered my question. Uh, probably getting him. You guys are into Mirage more than I am. Uh, but I talked about that a bunch in the last episode. I won't, I won't repeat myself a ton. But uh, I am starting to think that Mirage is a fairly co- quietly contentious figure in that a lot of people seem to feel differently about him than others. But also no one really cares enough to like make an argument about it. <laughs> uh, but all right. Like there, I I guess I'm confused. Where's their contention? It's oh, not, it's, I guess not contention. It's it might be the wrong word, but it seems like I've heard a lot of people not like him and a lot of people like him in a fairly even spread. Okay, um, but not with enough passion to want to actually really argue with each other very much. Uh, it's kind of like him. He's he's sort of like parallel to Impactor in that sense. From uh, for how I feel about him, um, Impactor I think looks completely is it fine. Just people upset we but... didn't get Wheeljack or. No, like in my case, I really don't like the width of his chest. Uh, I think that his chest is is super wide in a way where in a lot of the shots we saw, it was quite distracting. Um, the silver lining being it's very similar to how I felt about the Wave 1 Deluxes in general when we first saw them. And when I got them in hand, uh, the hand feel and the whole thing of being able to tilt them left and right solved a lot of problems. Mirage, just I find his torso looks weird, and I think his legs look weird. Um 
in specific ways. Uh, also, much like with Hound, who I ended up coming around on as a toy, uh, I think Mirage's alt mode is hilarious and kind of stupid looking because uh, it's not an F1 car, but it treads so close to an F1 car that it hits the similar thing to problems I had with, with Hound and Sideswipe's alt modes, coupled with the part where F1 cars aren't even all that common. And it, it, it just feels like more alienizing could have been done. Uh, with the topper being that one of the, the F1 experts I happen to know, uh, Slayer's Hoop on Twitter, pointed out that the shape of the front um, wing thing, plus the part where his rear wing spoiler has arms filling in all of the aerodynamicism, means if this car mode actually picked up speed, it would then take flight fairly quickly. What? This toy's a toy? It's just a whole bunch of things combined together that I think are pretty funny, but also, like, it's it makes me very unexcited about that Mirage. So, you, so do you think that this Mirage should have been more like um, Lightspeed on Computron? I forgot what Lightspeed looked like on the Computron <laughs> set now. Hang on. <laughs> you mean Combiner Wars Lightspeed? Or just, like... I was looking at him now. So Combiner Wars Lightspeed, the one that was based <laughs> off of the police cars... I, I'm just I'm just saying light speed in general. Okay, like the like domed over, still oh, the, looks yeah. car like, but that I'm saying more that shape. Oh, the, the vehicle mode, you mean? Yes, the vehicle. Sorry, yeah. I thought you meant the robot mode. Not the not the robot mode. The ro- yeah. the robot mode mirage should look like mirage, or else people will riot in the streets. Yeah, I I would have been way more down for something that looks like light speed. Now that I'm looking at that. Yeah, uh, okay. I think that would have done Is it for it- me more. Now that I think about it, like the closest Cybertronian approximation to an F1 car that I can think of is probably Wheelie. I would have been down for that, too. Like something that's just like a bullet on wheels. Because mm-hmm. um, there's there's so much 80s F1 in, in Siege Mirage's alt mode that it's 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 similar to how I felt about Hound, where Hound just looks like a kind of mistakenly shaped Jeep. As opposed to like an alien jeep, and, and there's mm-hmm. there's certainly like a huge fuzzy line in that. This is my personal taste, um, but like like I, there's things about Mirage like I like the idea of having the rear spoiler be the arms because that's also a change of pace from him having big obvious sides of the car mode on his shoulders is like shoulder pads, right? Uh, but yeah, there's just p- parts of his delivery that make me. I'm still probably gonna pick him up anyway because Siege Wave One Deluxes were such a tour de force in person that I'm I'm giving the line benefit of the doubt. Um but yeah, that's that's the Mirage take I've got. Just quickly, do you guys really have much you want to say about Red Alert or Thundercracker outside of Red Alert using his light bar as a melee weapon? I think that's a great way to use that like extra <laughs> bit of kit. Yeah. So compared you... to his his brother rather than just be something that just lives on his back that it becomes a beaten stick. So did you guys see the full story of this? I'll send you a photo that helps because uh, someone pointed out that that photo, he's also holding his gun like a. Club. Oh, yeah. He's holding his gun by the barrel and then you plug the light bar into the side of the gun. That's because on here you can see the light bar is basically just a five mil piece. And I think that's an amazingly yeah. good idea. Yeah, that's it's great. But I this way he can do that and like have a light bar on the side of his gun. I don't know. Shut up. You're dumb. This is cool. I just love that the light bar is this separate because I thought it was attached to the gun, basically. Uh, but seeing that it's a fully separate piece that you could also put on to anybody, uh, I'm I'm way into like you just put this anybody light can bar become on. a police car now. Yeah, it's like Optimus Prime can become a police car. You're a police car. You're a police car. I'm a truck. No, you're a police car. <laughs> um, Springer can become a police helicopter. Maybe. I guess we'll talk about him next. 
Uh, <laughs> any, but anything else you guys want to say about Red Alert or Thundercracker? Because since they're such straight up, you know, repaints with maybe new faces, I can't even tell. Uh, I don't think there's that much to say about them. Thundercracker's got a good blue, but he's hand painted, so who knows what that really means? Yeah, the CG stuff looks like a good blue too, but yeah, that's that's promising then. Yeah, hooray! Well, means they've locked that color in. Let's let's skip over to Springer then, because I think Springer's a lot more exciting to talk about because this is a fully new toy. Uh, this is a Springer who looks a lot like Animation Springer. Uh, he's got that really funny looking chin. Um, he's got the the extremely iconically, um, how do you put that? I was going to say something negative. I don't mean to be negative. His two vehicle modes are highly iconic in shape, right down to the part where when you look at Springer's vehicle modes from any kind of top or rear angle, you realize how screwed up his vehicle modes are. Yes. Uh, which is important, I guess, you know, it's like, <laughs> if you want to be accurate, then yes, he took like, okay, so Springer just got re- revealed recently as a TCG card. And a bunch of people were saying, why is he a truck and not a car? And it's like, okay, mechanically, maybe there's reasons, but also when the hell has anyone ever made a good case for that thing being a car? Like yeah. it's a car. Cause it's on four. It's just a bunch of armor on four wheels. It could be a car or a truck. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> And if it's if it like this toy is doing and like some of the third party ones have done, if you want to be really Springer accurate, the rear has to be thinner than the front, mm-hmm. which I I would assume that. would OK, I don't know. I don't know car physics that well, but I would assume that if your front wheels are that much farther apart than your rear wheels, that would screw with some of your turning radiuses. Uh, uh, I'm assuming. Uh, like I'm looking out there, and that that thing that's driving around down there has equal yeah, size. Yeah, ge- I mean, generally you have it be in line because that's just easier to design. But yeah, all right. Um, and I'll, obviously the helicopter mode, if you look at it from the side or the back, like it looks a lot like an elongated car mode. But honestly, none of this should be super surprising. Like if you want a, a real transformation centric springer who has very different looking alt modes they made one six years ago mm-hmm. and it's a pretty good toy that has been redecoed and retooled countless times you should pick it up if you've never handled it we and i'm i'm fine with this not being that figure we've got that one uh i think this one looks pretty cool the, the only thing that i think is a little bit um funny is and i don't even know if it's a bad thing the helicopter blades instead of being a sword that folds in half somehow it's just two swords plugged into into one holder uh i think it's cool that he's gonna end up with two swords because that's always fun but i'm wondering how all that stuff looks like do those swords have like a a neat like undercarriage place to go in the car mode uh like was discovered on that galaxy force styled optimus where you can like fit not galaxy force styled the uh the studio series new optimus where you can like fit the gun underneath the truck mode oh right it's not in the instructions at all um the the robot mode looks looks solid like it's got the right shapes i don't see any problems with the articulation uh it's cool to get a springer who's stylized like this like especially given how many third-party companies have tried to do a masterpiece scaled one uh it's cool to see something that's like going for a simplicity that almost is a boon mm-hmm. um i love the head sculpt so i'm i'm, I'm into this the, the simplicity is a boon too as something that i think um third parties frequently get too far gone about like the mm-hmm. other way of there are some i i've seen some cases where it seems like they do something with three moves that they could do that like hasbro would do with one not because hasbro's better but because it's maybe hasbro's cheaper or 
or, or however you want to phrase that around. But there's, I'll just interject. There's a couple ways to take that because I, I've definitely felt there are times where there's been a simpler move done that was also designed smarter. Right. Like it's moving on an angle that like a more linear design would be. Yeah, this has to move here than here. But then someone, you know, who's paid very well to think this way is like, hey, if you do the cut in this angle, we can do it in one motion. And it changes right. its shape slightly, too, is what I mean. Right. But it's not always that complexity is the best. Yeah. It's that. I mean, he's still, like they said, like, I mean, who knows what this means. But they were, what was it, like 25 or 35 steps for transformation? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's still pretty exciting. Like, when you look at him, like, you know, you can see where some parts end up. But that looks like it could be a, a really, like, good hand feel kind of transformation. Uh, if ev- If everything locks in nicely. Um... But uh, Aaron, I, I was going to ask you for your take on Springer, and you already gave it to me. Yep. Thanks for thinking ahead. TJ, uh, what about you? How are you feeling about uh, this new Siege Springer? You know, I thought I liked the Springer I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've woken up. Like, it's That's still a really nice toy. All of your Springers are valid. I'm, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, this hits that mark of that's exactly how I've always wanted a Springer to look. This this actually makes me quite happy. Yes, it's a it's two garbage vehicle modes because it's you know it's it's about Springer. it fits yeah it's Springer. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, it's 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 a line full of Cybertronian vehicle modes. What do you want? Well, his like, actually looks like a Cybertronian vehicle mode, which is really nice. Well, any any season three is going to look that way. Yeah, that's why that I, would... I kind of question how many season oneers they have in this line. But no, like I'm really looking forward to that. You know, just just to get that, just just that extra little notch more accurate that I'm, I'm kind of missing when I look at the the Springer I've already got. Hmm. Yeah, I mean now, now there is a, in in the mainline um, context there is now a Springer for everybody. You've got your your uh, '80s one with this. You've got a more modern stylized one with the Nick Roche Springer, and then you've got the two Springers in between who only have one mode because they're repainted Cybertron toys. So there's a there's a Springer for everybody. Um, but yeah, like that was part of the fun of the journey of all the third party Springers that were going for like frame accuracy to the cartoon is just the 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 gradual realization of many people of how BS his alt modes actually are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, and then embracing that, you know, um, quick aside, Aaron, how are you feeling about those triple changer TCG cards? Uh, I mean, we knew we, we like figured they were coming. Well, yeah. Like with when... the combiner tech stuff. I mean, the, how about the, I mean, if we want to talk TCG, they also announced the two part combiner and then we'll, also we'll Omega Supreme. Bit. We'll get to those bits at the end. They're actually on the topic list. Okay. Um, but since we're talking about Springer, I figured I'd just throw that in there. I think Springer looks, I like Springer, but I think that Blitzwing is a million times more exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Springer is like, put stuff on him and you'll get stuff. And I like that. But Blitzwing is like, you got a plan, you know, this guy yeah. has multifunction. Uh, just taking a look. Uh, the only other, uh, siege thing we have not talked about yet. There are a couple things. I mentioned it before and then glazed right past him because we we spent like, what was it, several days to a week slowly being shown this figure via Weibo leaks. But we've got the official reveal of the uh, Siege Galaxy Convoy Optimus Prime, and I don't know what his actual name is. Like, do we know the actual product name for this uh, thing? On HasbroPulse.com, 
It is Transformers Generations War for Cybertron leader WFC-S40 Galaxy Upgrade Optimus Prime figure. Galaxy Upgrade is the official name. Okay. That's kind of cool. Uh, and so yeah. every place that it has the name listed on here, it's the whole... The leader WFC-S40 Galaxy Upgrade Prime Optimus Prime figure comes with... Well, I'm going to hold you accountable if if any of us forget to say all of that stuff. Which I'm never going to say. This uh, robot... <laughs> this robot. <laughs> uh, yeah, this guy, you know, we, we kind of expected this was coming. Uh, I think the delivery, I've seen some people get kind of um, turned turned off on seeing some of the in-hand footage of this guy. I definitely think there are a few things that are, you know, obviously not the best. Like, it, it sticks out a whole lot that he only has one set of front wheels and there's a, a big wheel-shaped gap behind them. Um, I would say that's really my major problem that I also can completely get over. Like, I don't, I don't really care enough. Yeah. Um, I I I I haven't looked to see how entirely he works, but like it, I think it looks pretty cool still. Like it's it's amazing to me that he actually has the hip mounted galaxy cannons. Uh, that is that's the thing I thought was going to get left off. Like leaving off the second set of front wheels. All right, that sucks. That's also probably fixable. Uh, with like an add on part. Um, and an add on wheel part is also going to be way less expensive than entire cannons. Uh, mm-hmm. so you know also. Obviously, and we know this from Ultra Magnus, the standalone truck cab looks pretty dorky, but so does Ultra Magnus's. So I'm not I'm not really, you know, reacting to that. I don't think this is I think this thing is not like the be all end all, you know, and, and certainly it does not look as good as the original in several respects. But the original is also way bigger. Uh, I, I dare say the original was like a much bigger price point as well. But I'm I'm confused because I'm thinking of Galaxy Convoy and not the Cybertron price points. Um but TJ, now that we've seen the full thing in full regalia with a very long name, uh, how are you feeling about Galaxy Upgrade Optimus Prime? You know, I'm sure a lot of people are just expecting me to be over the moon for this thing. Because it's... Because you are! <laughs> no, I saw, the, I saw the side-by-side with the original. Like, someone, actually, someone actually put it beside the original... Uh, Cybertron Optimus Prime, and honestly, I don't know, I'm losing. I'm, my interest is waning on this thing. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really okay with how bulky the individual, like, basic Optimus is. Like, it does a good job of, you know, looking the part of the of Galaxy Convoy. I don't know. Like, I just, I'm not, I'm not feeling the need for it that I was before. Like. Hmm. Like, my brain has processed a lot of things in different ways in the last few weeks. So, like, since the first reveal, uh, the brainscape has changed quite a bit. So that yeah. might that might be coloring this a little bit. But I don't know. Like, it's, it, it's really cool that Cybertron Optimus is getting a brand new figure. Because it's, in my opinion, it's one of the best Optimus Prime designs there is. I'm just not entirely sold on the execution so far. It's an interesting place we're in now where like this is like this is hitting nostalgia nerves for a lot of people, especially folks who grew up through the Unicron trilogy. And this is a toy that now enters the realm of like when I was a kid, I never got to have Optimus Prime from Cybertron. And now I can as an adult making my own money. Mm-hmm. And as far as I understand it and from my own limited experience, it is kind of hard to track down a Galaxy Force convoy, you know, Cybertron Optimus Prime in full working condition uh, that looks nice. Like it's not like cheap uh, to get a hold of one. Um, when I've tried to find uh, my own second copy, which I still never ended up picking up, but 
yeah it, because because this is occupying that nostalgia um area this is sort of like reduxed g1 characters for folks like us who grew up with g1 in our childhoods however g1 toys were not as good as toys in 2006 toys in 2006 were were now hitting the quality horizon of stuff that's around nowadays mm-hmm. so it's like this is a nostalgia thing but the original was also a stronger piece for various reasons, uh, most probably. Also, what what I'll say, the only thing about this I'm kind of off-put by is because I have Ultra Magnus, I know how insanely bulky the legs are from the knees down when they're armored up. Um, and that's probably my biggest problem with this and that uh, and Ultra Magnus, because I don't think it's very different on this, is those those legs are so bulky, it actually kind of makes it hard to do poses that are not anime power squat poses. And that, that, you know, that also might be fine for you. Just I, I like the ability to have other options outside of that. And when I try to do that, his legs start banging into themselves. And I expect it'll be the same with this one. Um, Aaron, how are you feeling about uh, uh, number, 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 letter, number, Galaxy Upgrade Optimus Prime? Uh, I dig number, 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 letter, number, Galaxy Upgrade Optimus Prime. Was that shorter to say than the real one? <sighs> Maybe. I don't yeah, know anymore. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's what i i guess i can see like the concerns of the the base robot mode not lining up so well um, like that's not an homage base robot mode that's just a, an optimus right pretty much um and but it's a thing that i can definitely understand because of once you stack everything else up on top of it where he ends up being um so it's a thing that's like, eh, okay, eh, but I definitely am um, understanding because of how that's, again, that's not the mode that you think of. When you think Ultra Magnus, you don't think about that interior white robot. You know, you think about Ultra Magnus. Yeah. So, you know, same with this, you know. Yeah, you know, Galaxy Force Optimus Prime had, like, his normal mode and then that big combined mode, but nobody cares about that small mode it's the one with the hip guns and the crazy stuff mm. and i'm glad that like i said i'm i'm really glad and somewhat surprised they did the hip guns uh yeah. that always felt like the thing that would get left off of a redo like this oh to me that's totally like that's profile iconic uh oh, if yeah. if if they didn't have those hip guns it'd be a bit of a what's the point that, and that's why I because I think that's why I so expected them not to be there because they're such a huge extra chunk, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I expect they're going to go for the look of that robot without the hip guns, and then the immediate comment is you're missing an entire part of the silhouette. So, like, kudos on them for hitting the critical stuff, and then you know, getting an I admit an odd amount of, of flack for leaving out one of the the two sets of front wheels. I think it's only because of that gap behind the front one. Like, yeah, that I kind of attention like, to it. Like, the one thing maybe that'd be nice is if something filled that in. Yeah. Or if, like, uh, there was a wheel there and it had two chunks of articulation to cover over and double up yeah. on top of the other wheel because that other wheel kind of lives on his forearm, so... It's a maybe gap is yeah, the, is the main thing. I, I don't know. I I can see it, but I also, like, the way that it transforms, maybe it just can't have a wheel there i, I don't like, know I, I haven't looked at how it like I'll, I'll also say i have not watched any of the coverage of it because I, I just don't really feel like it right now um so I, i'm i am i guess like in a way being purposefully ignorant as to the engineering of the thing uh yeah. and also 
for everything I'm saying, I don't really care enough to like make a big deal about it. It's just like that's a fault I'll point out that I agree with. Uh-huh. Um, conversely, I only just noticed this that the wheels that are on the wings for his combined mode are only painted on that one side, and on the truck mode, you can see that they're just like red plastic molding like they're just part of the detailing on the wings they're not even like separate pieces it looks like like in the cad model shot Mm, yeah um so i appreciate that they went for it on that detailing i'm just gonna look at the hand-painted ones yeah those look like they're again i could have watched the video that's out there to see how it works i just didn't really feel like it but they uh they certainly yeah okay yeah on the physical one they're also red that's neat i don't know i think that's neat um so yeah, that's that's most of Siege. I think all we got left is there are a couple fresh battle masters that kind of snuck out there. Uh, Smashdown and Caliburst. Caliburst is sort of just a redeco of one of the existing ones. But yo, friggin' Smashdown. Um, I thought was a snake, because I thought that was like a cobra hood on him um, in the first angle that we get to see. But mm-hmm. those are horns. He is a bull uh themed robot a bull themed robot so he just he's a he's a bipedal robot with a bull head who transforms into a friggin hammer uh that comes with an effect part that you can put on there to make it look like he's smashing stuff mm-hmm. um i, I think and this works guy looks pretty great. well the other way is like a muzzle blast yes yeah you can see in the in the cad shots like it it's reversed on springer's uh gun that's mounted on his shoulder pad um so I think Smashdown looks fantastic. It's probably the best looking battle master the line has had so far for my own tastes. Um, Aaron, how are you feeling? I, I really dig the the hammer. I like that it's a different melee weapon than you frequently get. Yeah. And it's not it's not a, a sword or a sword. Well, you know what I really like as well? He's a hammer. But it's like there is attention paid to what parts of him become the striking part of the hammer. Mm-hmm. Like those are the basically the bottoms of his feet. So it's like his boots become the hammer, and so it makes it's not like he's hitting people with his own face or anything. Um, it's his boots and his fists are the hammer. So you right. can then imagine that, like, hey, when he's not a hammer, he could probably still punch or kick you really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just some inherent storytelling to that design that I like. Um, TJ, how are you feeling about the new Battlemaster duo? I mean, the re- the repaint's a little bit disappointing. You know, it's uh, hoping for a little bit, hoping for a little bit more. But beyond that, uh, yeah, Smashdown is fantastic. Like, it's it's the level of creativity I was kind of hoping for when they announced these. Yeah, and we're not just getting Target Master after Target Master, and well, here's. Oh, oh, it's a lion, but it just turns into a sword. Okay, we've got a lot of them. I bet you the sword's his tail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, 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 this is, like, really creative. Like, any t- like for starters, any time you bring in a little mythology into a design, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so we got a little, we got a little tiny minotaur. That's awesome. And, and yes, he, tur- he turns into this big battle hammer, which that's even better. Okay, like, can I can I dust off my crossovers Thor, and just give him the accessory he needs? Well, he's always needed. It turns out a hammer that turns into a, into a robot. Don't we uh, all? Also, now I want to see a Molnir um, redeco of Smashdown. Also, Smashdown is a great name, and I don't think we've had a Transformer called Smashdown before. Like, that's a pretty darn good Transformer name. 
Yeah, it is. Like, that's up there with Steam Hammer. You know, like, that just sounds like a robot who maybe was made after the war started, and you kind of wonder about what his life will be like when the war's over. You know, it turns out he turns into, like, a salesman or something. Like, hey, come on to Smashdowns. I'm smashing all the yeah. prices down. Uh, so that brings us to the final piece of Siege news of stuff we can actually see. Um, this was then put up. This was put up on Hasbro Pulse. Uh, it's a Hasbro Pulse exclusive for now. Uh, we should also talk about Hasbro Pulse, I think bouncing off of this uh combat megatron this is uh siege voyager megatron redone as like one of the three g2 megatron decos and unfortunately the one i care about the least uh but it is still a valid one um i heard someone bounce around whether or not he has a new head sculpt i honestly don't know yeah i can't tell if that head sculpt if like the head of that is just like a quick uh like microsoft paint cover yeah. The image that we have is not very uh high oh. of resolution. Oh no, the one yeah. of him standing next to the box. There's is also a little there's better. There's an in-hand review out from China where apparently it confirms he has a new head. Okay. I just was scrolling down in the thread and I, I I didn't know there was a video up for him. That 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 is a new head. That's cool. Um I don't know what's different at a glance. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing some of that livery on the on the forehead. Um Maybe it's a, it's it is a bit more of a not it's not even a more toyish face it's just a less cartoony face, but um yeah, he is up on uh, Hasbro Pulse. Um, this is okay. I'm gonna break the rule quickly. Are either of you guys interested in this guy enough to want to actually order him? Since he's up on already Hasbro ordered. Pulse. All right, not for me. All right, yeah, that's that's where. I, in my case, it is. Boy, am I glad that this is the Hasbro Pulse exclusive that I can't order because I don't care enough. <laughs> uh. But uh, yeah, Aaron. So it sounds like you're digging him. Um, yeah, because because it's the thing that was unreleased. Yeah, that that hits a spot that is like ah, uh, they. This is what a an online exclusive should be because it's hitting like a specific fan thing. Like that, this was a thing that there were solicits for, and then. Were ne- was never made. That's the yeah. sort of thing you make an exclusive, not you know, punch counter punch, punch counter punch. Right? You know yeah, something like, something more common. This is what a Balkan exclusive, the best yeah. Balkan exclusives have always been. Um, yes, and with that not being around, and with there being an, an online outlet that doesn't necessarily need to be once a year, this is the perfect kind of thing to sell there. Yeah, it's something where in my case, like skipping it is like if I, if I was way into it, I'd feel heartbroken. But since I'm not, I feel literally okay. Right, but I, I also I also have the feeling that like you know if they did one maybe say like one of these things a quarter because that's businessy talk. Yeah, I I think that also then it would be easy enough for like you you know granted it's foreign shipping but at we'll talk TFCon <laughs> there's probably going to be four or five people that beforehand get six or seven of these things through Hasbro Pulse. Oh yeah. And then have it there for a little bit of a markup. This this will but be like, at TFCon. I'm, I'm getting free shipping. So, like, you know, if that was a thing, or if, like, if it was before bo- or before TFCon and you really had a Jonesin for it, like, you know, not to say we can do business, but we can do business. Yeah, but, like, like I, I, there, there are ways that, that that can be taken care of. I've already had the offer made to me by someone who could get a hookup going for TFCon Toronto. And mm-hmm. I, I and I and with that I was able to decline because I'm like yeah, I'm not I'm not into this enough to want to make a chase out of it but like I right. still appreciate it, um, and yeah like like 
we'll get into pulse after we go over i think the rest of this but yeah it's this is going to be around who even knows if it's a pulse exclusive because like like you know clearly ectotron immediately was then available at gamestop and eb games canada more importantly Mm -hmm. um this this may end up you know making its way anywhere like you know the the studio series bumblebee with cassettes thing one of them Mm -hmm. made their way to eb games canada so you know it'll these will be around that's the thing i really like about all this toy fair news is in my opinion certainly you won't be able to just walk out of your door and buy it when you want to but i don't think any of this stuff is going to be horrifically scarce uh to get a hold of um before we move on though tj uh since you're in the camp with me uh let's talk about how much this sucks let's not let's talk god it's such a waste of time (laughs) it does not suck in my opinion i think it's fine but uh, tj um like for me it's it's it is honestly just that i like two g2 megatron color schemes and this is neither of them yeah yeah uh like the idea of okay this was the unreleased color scheme let's just put it out there to have fun that's all well and good yeah this feels like something botcon would have done if they were still around a hundred percent. This is mm-hmm. absolutely one of their ideas. Um, yeah. I don't feel a need for things like it's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack that a little bit. Certain things I don't feel a need for just because they were unreleased. You know, there's a stigma to the G2 stunicons, but that's mostly because a few got out there. Yeah. A few special ones. So when combiner wars does their own, okay, I want to see them. I want, uh, it's cool that they actually have, versions that you can buy that i'm into a random concept that someone has that like two photos of exist doesn't really catch my interest as much it just feels like i don't know a a passing idea yeah that never that never quite saw any kind of like real materialism it still has to resonate with you on like a personal level yeah and, and i think it's like regardless of how this is not like really clicking with me or you like i think it's really cool that we have this entire subset now as of combiner wars of like the redeco release ex- exclusives who are all based on unreleased g2 toys <laughs> like there's a bunch of them now uh actually this even started off sorry i i, this, I mean did this not in a way start off with wasn't one of the redecos of the laser bikes for rid 2001 based on something that was unreleased from G2, or am um, I misremembering? There, I thought the well, black two, one there's was. Two, there's two unreleased G2 laser bikes, but the ones in R.I.D. weren't based on either. Okay. Like, that okay. was Jazz and Soundwave as the bikes. Oh, right, right, right. I'm misremembering. Those bikes I never saw in North America. I only ever saw them in Europe, so I think that my memory of them is really skewed as far as who even ever had access to them. Um, yeah, the, so only yeah ones, this, this... the only ones I ever saw were Axer and Sideways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so this this whole this whole subset i would say then really started with uh i mean i guess you could say there was a botcon exclusive that was g2 breakdown but leaving that out like you know as a whole line of yeah unused um, g2 concepts close as i could close as i could think of is probably the universe cons. oh yeah i was I, I forgot about them that's on me but uh, yeah, Siege Megatron is available on Hasbro Pulse, and we should mention the thing that I forgot to mention in that, that opening topic. Hasbro Pulse is now, Hasbro Toy Store is now where you buy things, and if you're an American and you buy something there before, is it the 29th? Not the 29th. That is, is that, that's not this year, is it? This isn't a leap year. What's the date? You have to buy something before a date, and then you have free, you have like fancy pants access. With, yeah, uh, I, I I don't know. All the shipping that I've done so far has been free. 
If that's your truck, or there's a free, free option. Free shipping. Free yeah. shipping through the 23rd. There's free shipping through the 23rd, and if you order something during that, you are then entered into their premium service you'd otherwise have to pay 50 bucks a year for, uh, where you're going to then get access to convention exclusives early, there's going to be other perks, etc. Um, that's part of the reason why there's sort no, of a I scramble. Did, I, I, di I didn't realize that was part of what I got with my earlier orders, but okay, cool. Yeah, welcome to the club. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, all this stuff is going on, and I'll just PSA out there for you, because I know we have some Canadian listeners, my favorite listeners. Uh, we are not a part of that whatsoever. Um, in fact, uh, if you want to order something off Hasbro Pulse, if your order is between zero and $25 total, you will pay $36 shipping. Oh, this is all American dollars, by the way. Um, if it's 25 to 50 or $2501 to $50, you'll be paying 40, uh, $41 shipping. 5001 to $75, $45.99 shipping. Up to $100, $50.99 shipping. And over $100, $60.99 shipping. Um, unfortunately, Hasbro Pulse is maintaining that time-honored Hasbro Toy Shop and fun publications tradition of being borderline useless to Canadians. Uh, granted, it's useless to a lot of people, but it always stings a little bit more when we are literally next door to the, com the, the country in question. Do, do, you, do you want me to salve that wound just a little bit? Uh, sure. You still have Toys R Us. I guess that's important to you people over there in the States. <laughs> we do still have Toys R Us uh, who don't have access to any of this cool stuff. Um, but we, we get to see the logo. Now and then, anyway. Uh, Apparently, Jeffrey the Giraffe was wandering around Toy Fair, which seems so sad. <laughs> what are you doing, you traitor? Get away from there! <laughs> we saved you. Um, so yeah, if if you're if you're a Canadian who's seeing all the American friends you have talking about Hasbro Pulse, uh, do not join in. Uh, you will get ripped off on the shipping. It is overpriced FedEx shipping, uh, which is a and in, in one case more expensive than your your actual cart size. B you will likely get dinged for some kind of FedEx uh, fee as well. Um, unless my experience with the glitched free shipping, I, I assume that the glitched free shipping that me and some folks take, took advantage of marked our packages in such a way that we didn't get dinged by FedEx for fees. My assumption is that if you order something off Hasbro Pulse, you will also get dinged at least $10 plus tax for uh, Canadian import fees. If I'm wrong, I sure would like to know about that. However, that would involve a fellow Canadian ordering from Hasbro Pulse, and I would encourage you not to uh, because it is a ripoff, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I'm not saying shipping should be free for us from America. Um, shipping from the States to Canada has gotten more expensive in the last couple of years, uh, but $36 plus to ship in some cases, a toy uh, does not compute uh, and should not compute. Um, but for you Americans, my co-hosts, uh, how are you guys feeling about the Hasbro Pulse news? Uh, Aaron, you just found out you're part of a premium service. Yeah, so that premium service is through uh, from now to the 23rd, which means now you've got a deadline to get this thing edited and out. Mm. Um, but so this is, if you remember the news story a while back about Hasbro shutting down their web stores. Hey, yes. this is what replaces it. All right. This this is this is the other half of that story. Um, I don't know. It all seems a s smoother experience along the way. Signing up for that website uh, and filling up a cart. Uh, I don't know how this, this sounds odd when I say it, but it's, honestly, it felt a lot smoother than when I tried to do that for Hasbro Toy Store. Yeah. <laughs> or Toy Shop. Um, sorry. 
The the only thing I'm concerned about is that I jumped on those deluxes when they were $10, and now only half of those orders show up on my recent orders because it kicked each one of them out as an individual order, <laughs> and it only shows the more, most four recent orders. So I have no idea what's going on there. Um, but they honored that last time, so let's just hope they're honoring it this time. And that price, as far as I saw on Twitter, was fixed within the day, or at least yeah. was raised up to 15 within the day. Yeah, uh, 20. 20. Oh, okay, 20. So it was fixed. Yeah. All right. Yeah, deluxe, deluxes are 20. The The thing that has me interested about it is that at least they're showing everything that's been revealed up through Toy Fair now, or, or a good portion of it as pre-orders, because I can just go here and get like Omega Supreme from Hasbro. And it was on there in a timely retail. manner, too. Yeah, like, so if it's, if it's a thing, if that pace keeps up, like, I could see this actually putting the hurt on some online stores from, for sure. like, of- official product. Because, sure, I mean, I've bought a lot of stuff from Big Bad over the years. But if Hasbro proper has something that will be kept in time with actual releases and is MSRP rather than Big Bad's, like, MSRP plus a touch, like, sorry, guys. Yeah, that's that's you're the consumer. That's how it goes. You know, (laughs) yeah, Um, I I should mention the 15 came from I swear I saw a tweet yesterday during all of this nonsense where someone said Ironhide is up to to 14.99 now. And I remember thinking that's weird. Uh, So that's where the 15 came from. Um, TJ, uh, how are you feeling about Hasbro Pulse as a service? You think it might be something you use um, going forward? Well, I'm kind of I'm kind of with Aaron here. Like, I use Big Bad Toy Store a lot, you know, and I like features of Big Bad Toy Store, but I will be honest, you know, when Hasbro Toy Shop had things in stock, it was at, it was at retail price, and there's usually some, like, oh, spend 50 bucks and the shipping's free, or here's a coupon code that got emailed out and everyone's sharing it on the boards. You know, there's always always that little extra benefit to buying there when they actually had things available. There's Mm -hmm. a caveat sometimes but yeah like if it if it becomes a reliable service like i know i can go there and grab something for the same price i'd get at walmart then yeah yeah specifically i think it's that they're showing pre-orders and pre-orders is a prominently like it's not just like pre-order the stuff you just saw it's new pre-orders and then like brands and haslab whatever haslab is what am i going to click on haslab oh it's their like special stuff HasLab is the is the Jabba's barge. Yeah, um, I, I'd swear I saw a, a tweet going around hinting. Apparently, maybe I misread it. I thought I saw something saying that HasLab might actually be done after Jabba's barge. Maybe, but, but anyway, it's like that. Pre-orders is a thing that's up there and clear. If that's a thing that stays, and we could always be pre-ordering like the next wave from Hasbro Direct. I think that like the other the the vendors are going to have to to pick up the pace because you know for example big bad has got a a two to three dollar markup on deluxes uh three to four dollar markup on voyagers like those are a lot of little bites now is the time for them to court we the internationals Mm because that's the one thing that they have over hasbro pulse not well not necessarily because like i'm looking at their listings now their ironhide their siege ironhide is due this month 
Like they are getting it in within a couple weeks, whereas the one on Hasbro Pulse, you're waiting till April. Interesting. I'm curious because I saw those dates on Hasbro Pulse. I'm curious how accurate those dates are or if those are just following the projections they have when they put their toys on display. Yeah, like I think we'll see um, in the next couple months who gets it in first and then we'll have a better feel for it. But that is definitely another thing like like and also Big Bad and other retailers do not necessarily have to go through Hasbro directly. They can track stuff down that trickles out. They can go through Takara Tomy for anything that also comes out in Japan. Um, it's in the end of it's more options for Americans at the end of the day. Like you guys are, are not a hundred percent, but you are potentially going to have a shakeup of your marketplace that could be helpful for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, and even if it's just guys. a thing that makes, you know, makes them more aware or, or keeps them on their toes because man, I remember the, the days when you were pretty sure it was Joel himself that put it in the box. Mm-hmm. versus now it's just a big faceless monolith that takes a week to put it in the box uh, yeah oh yeah it's been shipped we printed a shipping label so it shipped yeah um so that, that brings us to the final piece of siege news which uh tj i think you and i both caught this around about the same time so this started off with a tweet that i was sent and i don't know if anyone else has sent it but i was sent it as a reply from uh from guard convoy who said that there's a whole 35th anniversary line that seems to be repaints of Siege Toys without battle damage and no one's talking about it. And there is a photo, which you guys can see, right, of this standee, mm-hmm. and it's got four boxes. They are Siege boxes, but instead of the Siege branding outside of the logo, the left panel's solid red banded, and it just says Transformers 35. And uh, there are no figures in these, necessarily. These are these are primarily just, like, standees. I think Soundwave might be a figure. But the other three are just, like, standee artwork. Uh, filling in but it looks like optimus megatron one of the datsuns probably looks like blue streak or prowl and uh, it's blue streak okay it's blue streak and then Soundwave, and and they definitely look like you know cleaner maybe cell shaded but that might just be the artwork they're using as stand-ins um it's really interesting what what the cardboard they're using for stand-ins looks like toy photos because we see the artwork above for optimus prime and it's completely different oh yeah you're right yeah yeah Okay, so maybe it's just toy do that. photo insert. Maybe that that kind of cell shading stuff that would be cool. Yeah, but yeah, this is all we've seen of them. Is this is this one kind of distant photo? They're on a little table, sharing the table space with some of the Walmart G one exclusive uh, reissues, reissue stuff. Yeah, and so there's there's nothing about this, and uh, everyone's like, hey, can someone go track this down? This story goes somewhere. TFU info replies. Uh, no one took these photos because that table wasn't there. Who posted these photos? That table was cleared and had Omega Supreme and company on it. Um, this then goes on. Uh, let me just find my little Twitter thread here. Go to my mentions. Uh, so the source of this photo uh, was, in fact, the vice president of Marvel New Media, Ryan Penagos, uh, who took those photos along with some other photos um, earlier today. Uh and then uh, TFU Info shared a screen grab from uh, from their video. Uh, that table, when everyone else was in there, had movie masterpiece toys on it, uh, specifically. Hmm. So that stuff was in there this morning, and it was cleared out before the press proper got in. So that's interesting, because uh, it looks to me like like it's not like it's it's groundbreaking. What this looks like to me is 
a it's the 35th anniversary. These are siege redecos as probably store exclusives that are going to instead of battle damage have something more G1 to their paint schemes. Um, I think it's cool if that option is going to exist and be out there for everybody. Obviously, we don't know precisely what they look like, but the concept is super neat. Uh, I, I also think it's it's kind of funny how we Sherlocked all of this stuff together. Because, uh, TJ, you were mentioning around uh, half an hour ago that you got the update as well, that it was removed and replaced. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, leaving out the obviously the weird story around this, I to clear it up, I bet you that stuff was out there for retailers. And then before the fan press came in, they swapped the tables. That seems the most likely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, conceptually, TJ, how are you feeling about the idea of this as, you know, a sideline in a way? I hate when they do this. <laughs> like, I really hate when they do things like this. Because, like, like, I've been complaining about the... I've been complaining about this, like, half-hearted battle damage paint that they've been doing to all of these siege figures so far. And then they turn around and go, well, here's one that just looks straight up like the cartoon. Like, oh, come on. I already spent my money, man. Also, sorry, I just noticed, is that Soundwave, but in Sound Blaster colors? It's Sound... Yes, Maybe. That, that would make it Sound Blaster, yes. It's hard to tell because the lighting. It's also a very dark image. Yeah, it might, it might just be the lighting. I'm going to assume that's the lighting. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to... I, just, I was just kind of staring at that for a second right before I was going to reply. But, um, yeah, TJ, what's going to be weirder is when there's, like, a handwritten note to you as well inside the boxes. Oh, jeez. We heard you. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> um, we got you twice. Love, Hasbro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aaron, how are you feeling about the idea of this as a potential subline? Um, I'd like to... It. it what if we got, like, a, a thrilling 35? That I half that of that weren't would... available in one market or another, and then they forgot about the branding partway through. Three of the be... numbers will be Omega Supreme variants. I think yeah. that would be a terrible idea, and I think that they all probably wince when you mention Thrilling 30, anyone who was around for that. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and remember that one, wasn't there one guy who actually collected the whole Thrilling 30 and took like a lineup photo? Oh, it's... I'm sure more than one person Someone did. Someone had to have. Or like one number got printed twice. One number got printed <sighs> twice, is I want, what, what I want to say it was. I just feel like we had covered that news item sometime, like a year or two afterwards. There was some news item about someone who actually who had the lineup, or maybe Hasbro had the lineup on display somewhere. Anyway, yeah, no, they shouldn't do Thrilling 35 with 35 numbered toys. They should never do that again. Uh, that was a mess. Um, so just wait for, like, Fantastic 40? No, no, that was a joke we made five years ago, I distinctly recall. <laughs> The Fantastic 40 and the Fantabulous 50. Uh, yeah, I, I think, like, and I'll, I'll just say, given that this was obviously put on show for retailers and not for the actual fan media, I would say there's a decent chance, like a, a realistic chance, that these won't actually happen. I think there's just as big a chance, if not a bigger chance, they will happen, but I would my, say don't... My bet is if they're in that packaging that at least those four are happening. Yeah, somewhere, you know. Like yeah. not necessarily in any venue and, that we can And the name. thing is, also, if, if that was for the retailer chunk, it could also be something of, like, see, this is what we're doing for Walmart. We could do something similar for you. Yeah. Give us like, money. What, what I mean to say specifically is don't get viciously attached to the idea that these four specific things we have one photo of are going to come out. Uh, if they do, that's great. But don't get super mad if they don't. Um. 
because I think it's a cool idea. I think uh, if this does come out, I would not blame some for getting a little uh, rubbed the wrong way that like maybe you just ran out there and you're like, oh, this Optimus and Megatron look great, you know, regardless of the battle damage. And then versions without the battle damage come out and you're kind of like, well, why did I buy these two? Like, that's going to be a natural way to think if that is how this progresses. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, be reasonable. And then once you get mad, like maybe also get. I don't know any nicer way to put it. Once you get mad, then afterwards, get over it, too. Like, yeah, <laughs> like move on. Uh, but yeah, I, I think this whole this whole little story is neat um, that the, <laughs> we had to track down the I wonder how Ryan Pentagos is doing uh, vice president and creative executive Marvel New Media. Um, oh, wonder- probably just fine. He could yeah. be like, no, that wasn't me that did it. That was the uh, the intern running that account. Uh, <laughs> Literally his personal Twitter account. <laughs> I mean, he's also taking photos of everything. He's taking photos of Dragon Ball, of of uh, some Sentinel stuff. He's calling an action figure a statue. Um, I'm going to stop looking at this, but yeah. Uh, that does it for the Siege news. Um, there's also a little bit of Studio Series news. Uh, it's mostly that we know some of the like the next wave or so of what's coming out. Uh, that being, like, we, me and Seth talked about the deluxe dropkick in car mode and the... Uh, Voyager Optimus Prime that quite honestly we've we've actually seen a whole ton of already. Um did either of you guys have any any f- final thoughts on that Voyager Optimus now that we have the official reveal or cuz I think we've talked about it, that one. So that Voyager Optimus is definitively the one that combines with uh Jetfire? No, I'm talking about the one that's from the Bumblebee movie. The one that looks oh, really that G1 one. looking. The other one we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Yeah. Separate from all the other Voyager yeah, primes, sorry, got going sorry. so now. many, so many different Voyager primes. I even see, leader, because, because even the upcoming you, leader class is a Voyager prime. Yeah, yeah. you you didn't even you see he's got an actual name there. Code you didn't read out the whole actual name SS-38. there of the Voyager class Bumblebee movie. Movie Optimus Prime is who I'm. Yes, yeah. Things have names for reasons. Uh, so, how you, Aaron, do you have any final thoughts on this guy now that we've seen everything? Uh, on that one, not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, TJ, any final thoughts on this guy now that we've nope, seen? Still the, looks neat. Uh, still should have been what they started off with in the movies. All right. Well, <laughs> this dropkick we have not talked about. Well, I've talked about him. But uh, I want to talk to you guys. Uh, TJ, starting with you, how are you feeling about Car Mode Deluxe Dropkick? Uh, I'm feeling much better about this one. He like certainly this, looks more like Dropkick. It, yeah. Yeah, it looks more like Dropkick. There is part of me that's hoping for a few more helicopter parts to be sticking out, but, you know, that's the silhouette, that's the color, that's what I'm hoping for out of the character, so I have no real issue. This is this is making me happy. Yeah. And, you know, tech, if you want to really figure out justification, we can play pretend this is Dropkick right after he scanned a car, but before he scanned a helicopter. Right. <laughs> Hi, I'm a pedant. What's up, guys? That's the word, right? The noun for a pedantic person? Sure. All right. Aaron, how are you feeling about car mode dropkick? Uh, as long as the color comes off that bold, because uh, these definitely look like the CGI photos that we always get. Indeed. Um, yeah. Like, as long as the color comes off that bold, it'll be uh, pretty nice, I think. Having seen the blue retool of uh, Stinger, the whatever the Sentry, KSI the KSI Sentry, Sentry, that bold looks there. That that blue looks incredible in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got high hopes for this guy. Yeah, 
I'm just having a quick flip through the because there's some shots of him on the show floor. He does not look hand painted, so I think that bold is pretty good looking. Um, okay, I'll shoot. I'll shoot you a link, Aaron. Um, I, I keep closing the the directory that has all the stuff. Gotcha. Okay, there it is. Uh, that I think that's the, the base plastic color, and that looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing the big. Like, even though they're professional painters, it seems like quite frequently these things get just, like, hit with a rattle can and say whatever. It's creamy. They have a it's, creamy it's, look. It, it's for people that don't care. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, yeah, that, 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 those are the, the pre-reveals we got. Uh, Dropkick's mm-hmm. a big one. But we got some fresh reveals now. First up, oddly enough, bouncing off Dropkick, the Dropkick helicopter toy that is a pretty cool figure but does not look enough like Dropkick is now getting heavily retooled into a very good-looking drift. Uh, who turns into the weird helicopter pod thing that he turned into in uh, the best of the live-action movies from the Michael Bay era, Age of Extinction. I'm super hyped for this helicopter drift, because uh, I always liked that weird helicopter mode he had, and I like the helicopter dropkick figure just as a, a robot transformer. So combining those elements together is making for something I'm kind of excited for. Um Drift has got, like, you know, his four swords. You can plug him into the helicopter rotor areas. He's a lot more black uh, than blue, which is a look on Drift I kind of like. Um, so I'm excited about this. And the and the base toy that he's a heavy retool of, I'm pretty sure he's a heavy retool of this figure, uh, given the way the legs look and the arms. Um, I really like the transformation on that helicopter dropkick. So this feels like it's it's putting all the stuff I prefer together. Um, Aaron, how are you feeling about, about uh, helicopter Drift? With a ducted fantail, he has nothing to counteract torque. This won't fly properly. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Frigging helicopter. It doesn't Look, it matter. Look, was, it, was, it was expected <laughs> of me to say something, okay? Just, it's like, thank you. You don't disappoint me. Uh, tell no, me I, I, I dig it. I, I dig that he has the, like, the Bugatti chest. Yeah. Um, that's definitely something I could see them dropping off because it wasn't essential or or some such. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I appreciate it. Um, I, I'm surprised to see that, like, I, I'm s- still feeling that, like, again, another case of, yeah, the, those legs look exactly the same with the, like, the squares um, for, for how some of that assembly goes, but, like, the, the amount that the upper body is different is surprising to me. Yeah, like you know, we say this every couple episodes now, and it's true. When we say the word retool, it's like that that word means a lot more than it used to. Yeah, it it's almost like it's losing meaning. Yeah. Um like like Ectotron for instance is a retool technically, but like Ectotron, I would say Ectotron and this drift are a lot more in the realm of like design of like design skeleton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've I've been told why skeleton is kind of a misnomer for what these are, but I'm like, for, as a layman, skeleton feels like a really good catch-all for this kind of right. stuff. Like, like it obviously, it's not physically the same skeleton, but like in a in a conceptual sense, uh, there's a lot of similar stuff going on. Um, TJ, how are you feeling about uh, like the return of movie drift one more time to the studio series line? Uh, one more time. Uh, this one's probably the one I find the most favor in. Like I, mm-hmm. I like I like a nice Bugatti, but this one's just interesting. Aside yeah. from if it is based on that dropkick mold, then I would you know happily swap that out for you know my dropkick for the drift just to get that toy experience and a design that 
I overall like better or looks more accurate to the movie. And again, like this does what I just said I wanted on Dropkick, which is I see more of his other alt mode in there. Yeah, this guy's mm-hmm. actually doing that a bit better. Um, I would agree. Like that that Bugatti chest goes so far on this figure. Mm-hmm. Right. And it also fixes kind of the problem with trying to do the Bugatti chest on a regular car mode drift where like because <clears throat> that doesn't have to form any part of a car. They could really slim it down like like drift it- wears this silhouette so well, whereas the copter mode dropkick looks a little anemic mm-hmm. um like this this whole thing comes together so well on drift i almost wonder if this was meant to be drift first and like the dropkick part is the retool like i don't think we'll ever find out but like i i feel almost like drift is the true intent of this design skeleton uh as a layman term i will specify um and uh aside from drift uh we also got to see uh briefly ksi boss which just appears to be like a slight redeco, maybe with a uh-huh. new head. Not of Nitro's a new head. Uh, no, I think that's not the same head. head. That's just the same head. Okay. If it's not, if it's not a new head, it is like they they trimmed an antenna a little bit. No, yeah, or that, like that, it's that, a, that, yeah, that that is straight up Nitro Zeus with like different paint, basically. Uh, How much different paint? Vaguely, I don't remember there being all that silver on him. Maybe uh, like the 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 wings look a little different paint wise. Like he's got more of the, I mean, like a bot the, mode. the, the, the jet mode looks almost identical. At a glance. Yeah. The, the bot mode appears to be more sparkly to me. It's, it's like yeah. they just th- tossed an extra paint level on it. Well, all the, all the gold trim is new. Definitely. Yeah. yeah that's what I thought. That's what I'm saying is that they added the gold paint app and the silver. That's because he was a, he's a flat gray toy on, on the initial release. Yeah. Yeah. So you I, know, nothing. This, th- th- this is not exciting. This Why are we ex- talking about it? This is exciting <laughs> for precisely one reason. This is scientific proof that Nitro Zeus is one of the greatest toys of that line because he is basically Studio Series quality, which I've always felt. Uh, so congratulations, Nitro Zeus. Uh, also, that was the f- that I'm looking at that list of names in the in the headline that I used as a link, and I'm trying to go through them somewhat in order. And we started with the third one. So we're gonna go over to. SS44 Dark of the Moon Jetwing Optimus Prime. Now, this is different from SS whatever else Voyager Optimus Prime that combines with Jetfire. This SS, I lost it already, 44 Dark of the Moon Optimus Prime comes with the Jetwing backpack from Dark of the Moon that was not Jetfire. He's a leader class and also comes with his trailer, which does the transformation into the Doom Ring. The the right. big oval shaped thing full of weapons. The armory um, wheel. I think the base figure is also different from SS thirty two Optimus Prime because the wheel placements are all different on his legs. Yeah. So I don't know if he also combines with Jetfire. We'll find out when someone gets one. So let's just leave the Jetfire part out for now. The part where he's a leader class toy because he's a Voyager that comes with an extremely complex add-on accessory i think is really cool as far as getting that thing into studio series which i never thought was going to happen yeah Uh, i don't think it's a precedent setter necessarily if anything it's a precedent setter for doing the ice cream truck but uh i I like this idea the the studio series optimus base skeleton which i think is somewhat shared between the three if not similar i don't know but it's a fun toy it's my favorite movie optimus figure uh official speaking so 
the idea of getting a one with an upgraded trailer that can do the ring thing, I'm into. I, I can see how this is a bit of a whiff for some folks because leader price point is big, and I certainly am going to be waiting to get some kind of discount on it. But uh, this seems like a strong piece that is calling back to all the right stuff from Dark of the Moon as far as, you know, when he had that inexplicable jetpack uh, and then got caught in some wire cabling within about five minutes, if I recall correctly, yeah. and then spent mm-hmm. 15 minutes hanging upside down. Um, as you do. What a movie. Uh, all, all the accessories he's coming with, I think, are a big boon as well, because these are all going to be useful on all of your figures. Um, so I, I'm generally into this with the caveat that I certainly understand how this can be a bit of a sleeper for some folks. TJ, I got a feeling this might be a sleeper for you. I have an inkling. I'm making some assumptions, but tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, no. No, you're not wrong. This right. is uh, doing very, very little for me. It's neat that they did it. But, oh my god, I'm so tired of this design. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's fascinatingly doing something that, like, of, of someone in it, your position, TJ, probably would not... It, it kind of <laughs> seems like... Uh, like, with there being a Voyager coming out in, like, a similar time scheme, does it seem like maybe... Like, they had, okay, here's the 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 Voyager design schedule line here's the leader design schedule line and the two don't get to talk to each other along the way uh, it could be it could be i mean the, the one thing we don't have to worry about is is on shelf confusion because the leader boxes are notably larger yeah and i'm assuming he'll be packaged i'm I'm guessing he'll be packaged with the wing backpack on and with the ring base in ring base mode like next to him so it'll be clearly a different figure at a glance right uh but yeah it's like it's a lot of it, I would not be into this as much if I was not so shocked at the time at least when I got the first Voyager Optimus they did how much I liked that figure. Uh mm-hmm. that really blew me away. So I I'm I'm into that figure enough to be down for these alternate versions. Um but Aaron, are you at all into this like aside from the coolness of the ring base? Is there anything doing it for you here? I don't think so. Like the the ring base is cool. Um I want to figure out like where the top of it does like the top of the semi trailer and, and maybe parts of the bottom of it become the jet pack. Like I think that's I, what's up. Oh, I, I want to figure out what that part of the puzzle play is. But beyond that, it's not like I think the top sh- is forming some of the base the way that. Oh, no, the top is forming the jet pack. If you look at there's this there's a somewhat far away side view. And the way that the top clearly pancakes on itself with those double hinges, uh, that seems to be the actual backpack part of the jetpack. Do we have actual photos, or are you talking the CG photos? Uh, here, I'll send you what I'm looking at. Uh, there's a f- somewhat far away angled shot where you can see the same color plastic as the backpack chunk. Um, and I believe that that is the top of the trailer folded up on itself. It's got that kind of square look. Okay, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you know what? If I'm wrong, I don't care. Like, okay. yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll find out whenever I pick it up, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, I think that's what's up. I think that the 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 top comes off like that. I think it's hollow on, or open on the bottom. Um, mm-hmm. And then yeah, the just sides. All the wi- just all the wingy bits hang down in that. 
Yeah, wingy, wingy bits filling out the trailer along with the accessories. And then, like, you can see from the ring base, those are the sides. You can see the front of the trailer up at the top. You can see the ramp and the doors from the back of the trailer are forming the bottom. And then, like, the right. wheels there are probably – those are the wheels on the back of the trailer. So uh, it's 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 a very intuitive design for something that is, like, you just – I always wondered if they could ever figure out how to fit something like that into a toy line. And I'm I'm uh, tickled that they have. Mm-hmm. Um. He's also that figure is standing next to Bone Crusher, who is now out. So uh, we don't have to talk about him because we're going to get him soon if you're if you're interested in him. And uh, Jetfire and that Voyager Optimus, I believe, are also out in some territories. So I'm going to say maybe we just hold off talking about them as well, because, again, we'll have reasons to talk about him sooner than later. Um, Because we got other new stuff to hit in Studio Series. Uh, The last thing from those reveals is Hightower, the most exciting deluxe in a good couple years. Um, the Constructicon who wasn't the figure who got sort of a robot mode because he was part of Legends Devastator, where he was a robot head wedged into a, a thing that kind of stood up. They went for it on this guy. Uh, mm-hmm. and I am friggin into it that they went for it. They made him a deluxe. They made him part of a combiner. And instead of figuring out a robot mode proper, they were like, what if we lean into the funny looking thing and we make it more like a velociraptor with a human head? Uh, I love it. Uh, I won't hear any. You guys can say whatever you feel about it. I'll just state up front. If they say anything negative about this, I vehemently disagree. Uh, I just see him and think life is pain. Kill no, me. So happy! Look at him. He has real legs now. He didn't have. He has little arms. He didn't have those when he was a Legends toy. He has a neck now. Remember the Legends toy? He was just that face stuck in the cage. Yeah. So he can yeah, look around he, now. He's got freedom. He, he also looks like you know. This is the result of one too being close to one too many explosions over time, and like all we can do is kind of give you like little pegs that you walk on but we put treads on the pegs so it's slightly it better looks like what it looks like is he was mangled in a horrible explosion to the point where the only way to make him a functional bot again was to put his feet where his hands are and make his hands his entire arms at the front okay listen he is the boy who dreamt of being the tyrannosaurus rex who dreamt of being the construction vehicle who dreamt of being a man it's a beautiful fairy a tale. It's clearly they left the scorpion. The scorpion part was there on the Legends toy. It's now been retconned. Uh, it's no longer canon. He is now fully a Velociraptor boy. Um, here's here. Okay, here's where I'll give it credit. Okay, here's where I will play devil's advocate to you. Yay! I admire that they took this running theme of really really screwed up robots in the movie Constructicons and went. Head first into it. Yes! Because mm-hmm. we've got Demolisher with the two massive wheels instead of legs. We've got Rampage, who's a pogo stick. Yeah, with whips. <laughs> and now we've got... Look at how much he transforms, too. That's what I love about this. It's not like they also went like, well, he's just got to form like part of an arm. Just stick it. It's like, no, he, he transforms a lot as a standalone oh. deluxe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy that they are so unembarrassed by the Revenge of the Fallen Constructicons, 
And then in this line, they're like, you know what? We're in fact proud of them. <laughs> We're going for it. This is a a definable lack of cowardice that you sometimes don't think you'll see in Transformers. Uh, I'm so happy. Um, you guys don't have to. So yeah, leaving that out. Um, TJ, it sounds like, I mean, granted, you already are not super into the movie aesthetic, and this is actually beyond the movie aesthetic. This is well into some other stuff. You've gone into detail. Uh, Aaron, I get the inclination that you also are, are probably not necessarily in my camp here. Oh, I I think I'm going to get all of these. Because uh, <laughs> the idea of... You are broken. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ten years, right? Um, the idea that they're coming back to this as a combiner to me is insane and on on that note i think is why i i'm gonna get all of them well if you do get all of them you you i think it's actually illegal punishable by law that if you get all of them you're not allowed to say anything bad about hightower no i i still can there's <laughs> that's illegal no, no legalities in that that's I, we're, no that's illegal we're in a different country sir your laws do not apply I'm here i'm <laughs> gonna turn you into the cops You're, i'm gonna narc on you for saying bad things about hightower <laughs> he's got a high tower on his back look at him mm-hmm. he also he also has a spine hanging out of his chest that's not it's his neck that's his neck don't be mean <laughs> it's very Spinal neck. I just I just saw something in one of these shots I really love. I'm going to send you guys a photo. Hang on. I noticed something about him that I did not see in these other photos until I saw a hard profile shot of him from the side. Right here. Uh, if you look at him in hard profile, you can see the curvature of his stomach and backbone running down to the legs. You see that? That kind of S-curve? vaguely he, like it's, the, the, the chest curvature he's got going on like, dude he's been put back together so many times he looks that, like a little boy it's it's not an s curve it's called scoliosis <laughs> why are you all being so mean what that's did he called do that's called 40 percent of his bulk is butt <laughs> what did he do to, hey listen what did he do to you <laughs> existed what are what are your crimes is my <laughs> question <laughs> look if he's got a problem with it he can box me how about that what? That's just mean. Also, now I want to see a little third-party boxing gloves for this guy. Uh, anyway, Studio Series. Still, like, like, this is not a denigration of anything else going on in the franchise. Studio Series is so exciting and surprising at every single turn. Uh, for for what is a design aesthetic that could probably have been done in a real deadpan, cynical way. The way that they're going for it throughout Studio Series in all kinds of different ways. It's so exciting to talk about every single time. Uh, any other thoughts on Studio Series uh, stuff you guys wanted to throw in? Or no. shall we? I, I, think, that does I it. think I'm good. All right. I think this is a perfect time for us to take a little break, recollect ourselves, uh, since that was a lot of fairly intense news. And then uh, you won't really notice us taking a break, but uh, after our little break, we will come back to talk about some Cyberverse, some Masterpiece, and more from Toy Fair 2019. Hey everyone, we're back. Cyberverse. 
is what we're going to talk about. Cyberverse is still going on, and they put out a trailer for season two. Unfortunately, there's not like a whole lot of info as to where season two is going to be showing or coming out. Also in the topic list, uh, some URL from below appears to have eaten the URL to the season two trailer. But did you guys get a look at that trailer for season two? Uh-huh. I did not. Oh, um, well, I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> uh, season two has Transformers in it. The The big thing on season <gasps> two that's worth noting, Cheetor is in the show now. Um, straight up as Cheetor, the guardian of the Allspark. And I he can I just say this real quick. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love this accidental running theme of Mac of uh, East Wars characters showing up as guardians of ancient Cybertron relics. It's like for headcanon's sake, it's like perfect for just going like, you know what? That's still the same one. This is where they ended up. They're now a timeless guardian. Just wait, just uh, just waiting for like Rat Trap to show up as the guardian of Vector Sigma in the in the Netflix series. Rat Trap is still just going to show up as President Starscream's aide. Like that's who that's his cosmic <laughs> role. <laughs> uh but yeah there's a whole thing with the allspark i didn't actually finish season one yet so i don't know how this bounces off of it but there's they're, they're trying to find the allspark cheetor is apparently the guardian of it and most interestingly the the new toy gimmick the armor up little vehicle things cheetor shoots that onto optimus and megatron using allspark stuff where he's like the trial of combat begins also now you're wearing an airplane <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Lockdown appears in a shot with a new character who, for all intents and purposes, appears to be Lugnut but a girl. Um, and according to the, the lead writer, that character is not Lugnut, that character has a brand new name and identity, um, because they were, uh, someone along the way said, uh, it's too much of a risk to pull that trigger on Lugnut, the character concept. Um, but straight up, Lockdown and Lugnut are in the show. Like, that's... To not call that character Lugnut seems weird to me. Uh, I get I get reasons why. Uh, most of them I don't agree with. It's um, weird to create a character like they Jin ride him. Yeah, it, well, yeah. It's basically it's like it's like they were like, all right, Cyberverse Lugnut is also female, and then someone on the chain went like, hang on, that might shake the tree too hard. Roll it back a bit. Give give her a different name. And it's like, come on, just shake the tree. The the people who are going to be shook by that aren't people we need to worry about anyway. Who realize how much this fandom is in love with female whirl and rescue bots? I'm assuming a lot of the fandom is. I think female whirl's cool, but I I don't keep up with rescue bots very well. Uh, No, I'm just just voicing my opinion and assuming I'm right. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that I think the whole that new rescue bots cast between female whirl and friggin build boy. Uh, being in the cast is incredible. Um, I mean, also Hotshot's in the cast. That's that's neat, too. Um, but yeah, um, there's a whole lot in that trailer going on. Cyberverse is a show that really took me by surprise after the initial bump of the first, like, six episodes or so. Uh, once the show got into its groove of kind of showing juxtapositions of pre-war and post-war Cybertron, and going into like the, the kind of the tragedy of of what that whole turnover was, uh, I, I grew to quite like it. You know, like Rid 2015, Cyberverse ended up hitting that baseline level of G1 quality where it's like, this is a pretty fun robot show to watch. You know, like G1 is not a high bar cartoon. And I think that some of the things that people say is like, oh, I can't believe these cartoons are so flat now. It's like they are, but they're pretty fun still, especially with the G1 bar of quality. Uh, and I think they're better, uh, as far as like having dynamic characters with a bit of onion skin to them, but, um, 
Yeah, that season two trailer was interesting. The Cheetor thing. Between Cheetor, Lockdown, and let's just say Lugnut, there was a lot of really cool, like, deep cut stuff in that trailer. Uh, and uh, the only thing that's a bummer is I have no idea when that's coming out. Like, I think the trailer said, like, there's a quarter they're looking at as a release. And I'm like, does this just mean it's going to be like season one where, like, episodes were just trickling out all over the place and then suddenly it was done? Um, like, if that works, that works. But, like... I don't know. It's, I prefer a la carte any day of the week, but I, I also prefer like at least like some kind of launch date. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Anyway, the toy line also caught exciting again because these uh, spark armor characters, this, there's there's some, there's spark armor elite class and spark armor battle class, which are two price points. Those toys look really exciting um, because leaving out the spark armor, they appear to be cyberverse aesthetic characters who transform from a fully realized vehicle into a fully realized robot, and the robot has the basic two, four, six, eight, ten, uh, nine or ten points of articulation. I think I'll just say eight for now. Um, you know, shoulders, elbows, hips, knees on all the robot modes. This is all what I wanted out of Cyberverse, because like Cyberverse Year One has been a whole lot of just searching for figures that don't have a fully gimmicked limb. Yeah. And so the or or something else to it where it's just like, oh, it doesn't have shoulders that really work. Yeah. Because reasons. And I mean, and I'm not saying that that is inherently bad toy making. It's just that for obviously our own personal tastes, having the basic eight points of articulation makes it more exciting as an older collector Mm -hmm. who likes the aesthetic. Uh, That appears to be the Spark Armor toys, who, as a happenstance, also come with a vehicle drone that just busts apart into armor parts. Often a vehicle drone that has almost nothing to do with the character they're attached to, which honestly I love. <laughs> like, yeah. like uh, one of my favorite ones. Um, obviously, there's there's the Bumblebee just has like a battleship. Yeah, Bumblebee <laughs> is Common Rider Snipe from Exade. Quite literally, Common Rider Snipe yeah. from Exade. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's level fifty. Like the yeah, same colors quite... and everything. Yes, yes, quite literally. Uh, that one I love. Um, and then what was it? Skybite with a drill tank. Uh, yeah, that one's also great. Um, has there been a drill tank in this line yet? No. no. So like, uh, Jetfire with a tank. <laughs> uh, Prowl with a plane. Uh, Megatron with like the corpse of Spinister. Uh, <laughs> Although, look at that! Look at that Megatron, and then remember, um, uh, Machine War Starscream. Oh yeah. He just hollowed him out. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm I'm saying with the like vaguely prowlish head crest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see what you mean. Well, also Optimus Prime with like Leader One, basically. Like it's a gray jet, F-15 looking jet. Yeah, or the Ark. Yeah. So that's the other one. Is so the big Optimus is he is wearing literally the Ark that he carries around on the back of his truck mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I love. Uh, the, the the design of that thing in robot mode looks super cool, but like the the elite class one, uh, the ones of him and Megatron, I believe, are the ones that are, are in the show as well. Uh, the arc one wasn't in the trailer. Maybe that's the season finale. Optimus Prime puts on combines the with the arc. Uh, that's also been a fun one to show to to people outside of the fandom who just remember stuff like the arc. Because it's like, hey, check it out, yeah. scale and transformers. Yeah, I'm getting not <laughs> hold hold on, I gotta get out my arc boots. Oh no, Optimus steps out of the arc, right, in robot mode, transforms into a truck to tow the arc alongside behind him, uh, so they can both get onto Jetfire, 
um, in in jet mode, then they disembark Jetfire. Jetfire turns into a robot to to board the Ark because it's a spaceship. You know, G one physics. Uh, anyway, these Spark armor figures I think are super exciting. Uh, as far as being fun, playable cyberverse toys, where I don't feel like I'm trying to hunt for, you know, uncompromised entire limbs. I don't know what the price points are. I'm a little worried these are going to be expensive and I'm going to end up just waiting for sales. But I'm just happy there's there are entire price points of Cyberverse that I'm just feeling like, you know what, I'll probably have fun with that if I decide to pick it up. Um, it's a good character spread. Uh, the, I think the armor gimmick looks super fun. The That Bumblebee armor is the best thing. Like, TJ, I love... I love how much everyone who was into Transformers and Kamen Rider was just like, wait, what? Yeah. And also, no one seemed mad either. It's just like, no, sure. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah, okay, bang, bang simulations. Why not? Because also, that Bumblebee toy on his own is the best-looking Cyberverse Bumblebee yeah. they've put out as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's also as a bonus, here's a shout-out to the Kamen Rider Exaid fans, I guess. It's like, all right. Like, do we want to extend that to Prime's jet armor with a giant Gatling guns? A little bit, I guess. Yeah, a little it's, bit. It's a if little we... jet combat. Like, there's do the... someone working Cyberverse is just a snipe fan. That's all there is to yeah. it. Yeah, if Optimus's armor was orange instead of gray, that would be jet combat going on right there. Uh, and you know what? I mean, Jetfire is wearing a tank. Uh, it was never an armor form, but like, you know, Snipe <laughs> had bang, bang, tank, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, Kamen Rider Exade, great show. Uh, TJ, how are you feeling about these spark armor figures? Because, I mean, I'm freaking into this. Yeah, so far I'm digging most of what I see. Uh, like, the smaller Megatron is a little unfortunate, but... We'll, we'll talk about those in a, in a bit. <laughs> it turns out there's a whole bunch of a line attached to this as well, but, you know. Okay, okay. but yeah, the spark armor stuff is really cool. I love that it's just normal representations of these figures, and then the gimmick comes from a completely separate component. Because not only does that create a really fun play mechanic, it also allows you to get the designs that actually look like they do on the show and play nicely. Like, I yeah. actually like that take on Bumblebee, but that first toy he came out with, not great. Uh, the warrior class toys, watching specifically Bolt Matrix spending the money on all of them, turned out was like, that That saved me the, the time and effort on all of them as well. Because it's like, wow the warrior class price point appears to be compromised for what, <laughs> for all of my personal tastes. Subjectively, I'm super not into this. Yeah. Uh, back to my old argument with Armada where, okay, the gimmicks just got way too intr- intrusive on this one. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. And I, Armada, I didn't mind because some of those gimmicks would work, you know, thrust aside. But like the worst part about Cyberverse warrior class was hearing the number of people who said that the, that, you know, on top of all of it, a lot of those gimmicks didn't even really work that well. Like, a lot of them were gravity-oriented um, and, like, momentum-oriented as opposed to being, like, a spring mechanism, uh, which is just kind of like a, a recipe for disappointment, I think. Um, Aaron, how are you feeling about the the Spark Armor guys? I, I think it's neat. Um, I think it could be a big question of if they're universal. I wonder. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because, like, if that's universal and anybody can wear any spark armor, I mean, I think that'd be really cool. I don't think it, uh, like, it might. It's, maybe. Some of that's just pegged in with, like, five millimeter ports. <sighs> yeah. I mean, the stuff that's. 
Boy, maybe I want because some of the, them I assume the over the shoulder stuff would be questionable. But, like the stuff, like you know, Starscream that the treads just plug on the side of the legs and the front half of that. Also, we bulldozer. Forgot goes to mention Starscream's partner. The hand. Starscream's partner is a bulldozer. Uh, right. <laughs> I feel like, like there's some the of those things here. <laughs> Super did. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, you know, there are some of these things that seem like they could be fine, but then you look at like the. You know, the Arc Power Optimus Prime, which is, again, is probably going to be his own thing drastically altogether. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that, those parts very much seem like they're contoured to the, the shape of his legs. Yeah, but um, everyone else... But if it's a case if it's a case where, like, any of these that can take the the over-the-shoulder, like, you could take that, that spinister-looking helicopter and slap that on Bumblebee and give Megatron the... the the destroyer that, that, the or battleship tidal like wave. that'd be tidal wave color yeah. version of that onto Megatron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'd be, if it could do that, I think that'd be a big, um, bonus. Yeah. A big plus. It's just, it's, 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 it's so great that like they're, I mean, this is obviously not for everyone, but I'm loving what you guys are talking about TJ, especially like this, that they're, they're mixing just good basic cyberverse transformers with an unintrusive and also like, belligerently ridiculous gimmick yeah like i uh, like i'm just looking at shockwave now who comes with a satellite and apparently it's, when combined gives him helicopter blades and takes away his only hand i haven't even looked at the show floor photos there's more there's a shockwave <laughs> oh damn it i uh, da, da. oh no <laughs> I think I need that. That's, that satellite's so on topic. That's friggin' Energon Shockwave. Oh, no. <laughs> Man, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm into this. Uh, I don't need this on launch day. This is just going to be like, now I have this entire line of Cyberverse that, like, when sales, you know, come through, I got some easy stuff I might want to pick up. Uh, hot damn. Okay. <laughs> This is really cool. Uh, there also appears to be an Aerial Bots Enigma TCG card sitting in front of Optimus Prime, which is interesting. Uh, I want to know why that's there. John. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts on the Spark Armor guys? No. Good for now. Well, we probably should talk about that. Let's talk. Okay. One step down. Um, where is the name of that price point? Uh, Ultras and Ultimates. So we got an Ultimate Grimlock. Uh, Ultimate is like the really, really tall figure. Uh, I think the other Ultimates were Megatron, Optimus, and Bumblebee. Um, Ultimate Optimus on sale for 10 bucks off. Pretty darn good giant Optimus toy. Uh, Ultimate yeah. Megatron, um, you gotta deal with some rigid lack of articulation in a few key places, but again, big stonkin' neat toy. Grimlock does not appear to be missing major articulation, which puts him right on my list as probably being a fun, big, stonkin' big toy. Um, he appears to have a weird boomerang saw blade action on his tail, which is unintrusive uh, in that that just ends up being flippity saw blades on the sides of his legs. I'm kind of into this Grimlock. Um, again, with the ultimate class, I'm going to wait until I can get them for like under four, 30 or 40 Canadian. Uh but I have ulti- I have Ultimate Optimus, and it, it is a very satisfying feeling figure uh, with with a decent you know basic suite of articulation. Um, Grimlock's only real thing is like he you know he's an extremely Grimlock transformer, uh, which is a transformation that I've grown less enamored with over the years. 
you know, the, the classic Grimlock of like the dinosaur neck and head is a cap that goes over his head and then his legs fold up into a tail. And on this one, it's it's totally on the sloppier, but completely accurate end. Um, I don't know. Aaron, you feeling anything about this ultimate Grimlock? Uh, man, it. It does not seem to me, at least in the couple others that I've seen in packaging, that the ultimate is worth the price point. Mm. In in comparison to what we would get similarly out of, out of just like the regular line. Yeah, it's so, it's a very figure by figure price point. Yeah, um, at least these don't seem quite as bad as what they used to do for the the younger line's largest price point of just like it's just a vinyl toy. I mean, they they have those too. But big. They have those right, two, but, but they're <laughs> but I think that like the rescue bots ones were just straight up no bueno. Yeah. And um, um will I will I be getting it? Probably not. Well TJ, uh how are you feeling about Ultimate Grimlock? Um so far I like what I see. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a Grimlock, so there's only so much I can expect. But at the same time, I really do like this take on Grimlock. Like I I, yeah. I like the big heavy uh uh missile batteries on him i like the you know just the heavier set look because grimlock you don't really normally get a heavier set look than grimlock but they're pulling it off here and yeah like it's he's got a weird thing to his tail but like it's one of those it's one of those clever gimmicks where they have where it works in both modes where it's like this big energy saw blade in the beast mode Mm. and then you see him in the robot mode and it's like a stomp effect and it's yeah. just a shockwave on the ground. Uh-huh. That's kind of clever, you know. Like I, kinda, I, yeah. I like little, I like little tricks like that where it works both ways. And they're just pods on his legs, so like you know, you can see in that posed robot mode shot on the top left where it's like that's not that's not getting in the way of action figure stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yeah, like I like this Grimlock design a lot because to me, this is basically if you took Classics Grimlock and then improved him. That's what this looks like. It's like Classics Grimlock with that little bit of, of missing girth added back on. Um, that little that little bit of muscle. Um, we also have a new Ultra figure. Ultra? for those Because these are kind of weird to keep track of. So Ultimates are those tall ones in boxes that are full-on Transformers. Ultra are those larger ones in the open packaging uh, that you can mess with. So Ultra is where the really good Cyberverse Shockwave is from who has an entire hidden arm that can transform out of him if you uh, if you put his gun arm onto his backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also where the really depressing Shadow Striker, who is just a robot figurine statue inside of a shell, comes from. So Ultra is a very figure-by-figure thing. Ultra Slipstream is the next one I'm looking at because she appears to have the basic eight points. Um, Ultra Alpha Trion. Uh, aesthetically, looks really cool. It's been a while since we've had a straight-up Alpha Trion like this uh the alt mode i'm really into it's kind of a a flattened and stretched vector prime in a way um the only thing yeah. about him i can't quite tell and i haven't looked at, I, i'm gonna look at the show floor photos i can't quite tell if he has the basic eight points or not <laughs> if he doesn't i'm gonna skip him because the ultra price point is also kind of expensive especially when they don't have the basic eight points i have a feeling alpha trion does not have shoulders uh or hips yeah well hips maybe oh well no no well, no, no, no. Hips, sideways hips. hips maybe uh but yeah okay. those, those big shoulder guards are yeah, that's... yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give him a pass then but aesthetically he looks pretty good 
Um, and it's a neat enough gimmick. Like, those are kind of cool having, you know, just guns flip out of the wings. Um, TJ, uh, how are you feeling about about this delivery on an Alpha Trion, like, outside of the lack of shoulders, etc.? I mean, I don't mind it so much. Like, it's weird to me that the closest we've gotten to a G1 Alpha Trion so far is this one. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, because, like, every other time we've got any kind of Alpha Trion, it's remolded from somebody else. And sometimes it's a logical remold. Or, like, uh, in the case of uh, Titan's Return, we assume he was a pre-tool of Broadside. Yeah. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that really weird pre-tool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that one ended up being more based on, like, the canceled BotCon one, which was also uh, someone else originally. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of neat for them to actually just go for it and actually try and make some kind of sensible Alpha Trion. So, like, okay, he's got his... He's very Vector Prime, but he's got his cape. He's got his big shoulder things and his horns. And It's one of those designs where I kind of hope that carries to the other sizes because I would really like to pick this up in something that doesn't have a big gimmick attached to it. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that he'll maybe get, like, I'm not holding out hope for the warrior class regardless of all this, but I'm hoping he gets a spark armor figure. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of my main hope. Um, Aaron, any thoughts on Cyber versus take on Alpha Trion? Uh, looks off. Yeah. I mean, that design, let's just say that design, you know, not necessarily that specific figure. Yeah. No, I, I think it's cool to bring Alpha Trion back in i can't remember if he was in the cartoon or not we had mcadam i I think we i think i think alpha tron was in. i think he was in one episode that i saw yeah pretty sure yeah he he definitely looks like he's been um juicing a little bit yeah well you know what you get that old and people start questioning you you gotta be able to you know sock him yeah yeah (laughs) doesn't look a day over four million yeah uh i will say when i say that i don't have a ton of hope for the warrior class that is because, like, for instance, Deadlock um, looks all right. His entire arms are giant spring-loaded gimmicks, you know? Um, yeah. So that's, that's nothing wrong with that. If it's working, if they're still doing it and it's selling, that's fine. It's not It's not for us at all, so it's not like I have a place to make demands. Uh, it's just it's the reason why the Warrior class ended up not... It, it, it ended up not being the price point that I thought it was going to be. And it seems How about like Gnaw awesome. just being Gnaw again? Yeah. So Gnaw is funny, because he's warrior class, he's just Gnaw, but with an entirely new upper body uh, that has mushroom peg elbows and a spinning gimmick. Like, that's that's his thing, is his upper body spins around. So from the, from the pecs down, he's just Gnaw, as we knew Gnaw, but then the middle of his torso is new. I do want to get one of these Gnaws, maybe two or three, to fill out my Sharktacons. These are like the beef shark decons. Okay. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of cute to see him back. I'm curious about the context in the show of Gnaw being a figure in here. Um, I wonder if that's going to be in an episode or not. Uh, Aaron, any any other thoughts on Gnaw or is it just a piece of interest? Just interesting. All right. That, like they, I, I don't know that they're bringing Gnaw back, but like redoing it enough so that it has an action gimmick but seemingly not so much as just like do it over again yeah it's weird because it's not it's not literally our gnaw because like i think he's slightly bigger too but it's like it feels Maybe. like they might have taken part of the cad and modified it yeah yeah well the the structure is definitely there but I, you know i would argue at the same time how how uh, how different can you really make them 
Yeah, it is literally just make him a bit bigger so we can fit the I mean, spin gimmick yeah, in. Yeah, he's a mad, he's yeah. a mad ball with legs. Like, yeah. There's only so much <laughs> you can do. And now he has a mace mash TM. Sorry, R. Um, yeah, warrior class outside of him, like there's nothing else in the warrior class I really have identified like cuz the problem is when I look at the figures standing on the display, I'm not always 100%. Every time I see one that looks pretty good, I'm also like is that warrior class or is that spark armor? Like that Jetfire standing next to Gnaw looks like spark armor, potentially. Unless I'm missing something. He looks like he has a gimmick in his backpack. I think I'm wrong. I think that is a new Jetfire. I can't tell. Uh, no, that is a new Jetfire. Okay, so there's a Warrior Jetfire who seems to have the basic eight points. So that's cool. That might be one. I haven't seen any other photos of him. It's just him in robot mode and his jet mode is on the floor. There, I don't know. Anyway. Um... I think you mentioned it briefly. The scout class is back uh, in all its glory. Um, oh, no, this isn't where the Megatron is from. But the scout class is back. That is the class of figures who transform from robot into robot that is half transformed into its alt mode. Um, there is an Optimus and a Grimlock. Uh, but then, oddly enough, there is a Scraplet. Uh, mm-hmm. That Scraplet seems neat because they don't have to transform, so they fit real well into this size class. <laughs> And it looks like their whole gimmick is you flip up the head and it transforms from standing to horrifying death mouth. Uh, so I'm going to probably pick up a Scraplet because that's that's the prime Scraplet, um, or at least the prime aesthetic Scraplet. Uh, yeah, it's a lovely design. I'm I'm tickled that it's getting a figure of any kind. Um, Aaron, sounds like you are, too. Yeah, I I saw that Scraplet and was momentarily terrified. Yeah, memories. they got flat heads now, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, that is now solely justifying the scout class. So good job, uh, TJ. Any thoughts on the the sudden appearance of the scraplet? Oh, this is hilarious. Yeah, like, I love. Uh, aside from just yeah, like like on the show floor, he's not like he's actually standing upright. Oh yeah. So like they they gave him some little kind of robot mode, I guess. That's adorable. But, but, like, there's something amusing to me that they would make it at all, because technically, like, that's almost like a one-to-one scale figure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, it's just one of those times where, like, I want to be at a, I want to be a Transformer convention. I want to walk up to cosplayers, and I just want to open up, a, just like, a little metal box that's full of these things. I'm down. <laughs> you just throw it at them. Here. <laughs> I put them all on magnets. I have a magnetized scraplet that came from uh, one artist. Uh, oh, no. I'm so sorry. Now everyone's name has just fled my brain. But <laughs> the one artist who had scraplets. God. Anyway, they had magnets in them. That scraplet's still living on my my little uh, drawer shelf uh, behind me. That's embarrassing that I can't remember that now. Uh, my brain is too full of Toy Fair. Um, cause yeah, aside from the scout class, the last thing left, there, there are one step changers and, you know, leave them alone. They're one step changers. But, but wait a second. Is this one step changers? What is this? There's one step sky bite. That's the thing uh-huh. I'm looking at. So the one step change. Oh, the one step changers have gimmicks now. Okay. That's what was confusing me. So the one step changers, that's where the sadness Megatron comes from. Um, you- that's why I don't pick on him. He's a one step changer. Are you, are you sure? It's like fusion shot Megatron, right? Uh, I was looking at, well, the one I was going at was the Spark Armor one. 
Because it's oh. it's a new definition of pelvis first. Where is is it? Where is the photo of him? I'm gonna go try to find it. Uh, uh, I did not prepare very saw, well for Cyberverse. I saw it on the show floor. God, let me. Where's the link? Because the Spark Armor Megatron, I'm, that's the one we've been talking about with the the Spinister Machine Wars yeah, Starscream like look. Too many, many unnamed links. Okay. Uh, also, just a little aside, there's a picture of Spark Armor Optimus in his packaging, the, the normal one, not the one with... Oh, you mean Spark Armor Megatron's vehicle mode! There we go, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, that is kind of funny. It is him lying down, spreading his legs, and then traveling. Um, that's not pelvis first, that is birth pose. <laughs> that is... That's, that's, that's contortionist folding to fit in a suitcase. Um, yeah, now that I'm looking, yeah, okay, I get it now. Okay, yeah, yeah, I noticed that, yeah. <laughs> I kind of was like, you know what, that's funny, but I don't, I don't want to be mean to him, I like these Spark Armor guys. Um, yeah, if you look at Spark Armor Megatron's tank mode, it is him lying on his back with his legs folded up to his shoulders. Uh, it's, it's unsubtle, to be sure. Um, but no, there are one-step changers, and the one-step changers now have action gimmicks as well. Kind of further making me side-eye the warrior class because the one-step changers seem to have similar gimmicks but they also seem to i don't know not do them better but they jive a bit more i think anyway they're one-step changers don't be mean to them um but it's neat that they're getting to do more uh maybe they were already doing more on the line and i'm forgetting that uh but anyway that's just to, for full coverage did you guys have anything you wanted to throw out about the one-step changers i, I think for me it's mainly like how important is skybite in season two if he has like a one-step changer Two as well. or three. Yeah. Yeah, two or three releases of one-step changer. But we'll see him once. Yeah. I'm more amused that we have another Shockwave who just has extra legs hanging off his shoulders. Hey, listen. <laughs> that's, uh... I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, that's, uh... You know, that's becoming the aesthetic now. That's powered Shockwave. Is he a beetle? I was thinking that. He looks like a scarab. That... Yeah, I just, hmm. I just noticed that. That's kind of a... Hey, maybe with Skybite being around, the idea is there's, like, maybe some folks are taking on, like, more cyber beast animal modes. Shockwave as a beetle works. He's already kind of a weird little walker thing when he's not with all the extra stuff on his back. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out whenever Season 2 comes out, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I think that's Cyberverse. Uh, so that brings us to Masterpiece. The main thing here, secret brand new piece of news wedged in all this news. There's a new Masterpiece Bumblebee, and we've now seen enough of him to have a better conversation about him than if we had talked about him when we first saw him at Wonderfest. Because uh, at Wonderfest, his profile view was not very nice to look at. And every shot of him at Toy Fair and in the stock photos shows his backpack folded up better. So... I'm confident that his backpack actually folds up into a, a compact mass now. It still is noticeable, but it's not dripping down his leg like at Wonderfest. <laughs> um, so this is a MP45 Masterpiece Bumblebee. Comes with uh, Spike without a helmet. Is uh, a far more cartoon-accurate robot mode and vehicle mode. Uh, proportionally in the robot mode and squishedly in the vehicle mode. Uh, does not include a whole ton of extra parts. He has some, some face swaps. The main thing is he's transforming into a slimmer um, robot and a smaller vehicle. 
So that that's the reason why he's also around 10,000 yen is there is a ton of transformation going on with him. Uh, regardless of looking cleaner, he does still have a bunch of kind of curvy VW bits sticking out of his heels. Um, he is definitely meant to be looked at from the front. Um, although his backpack does fold up better and the cap on his backpack is that little like, you know, yellow wheel thing that he tends to have back there. Um, mm-hmm. I think he looks fine. There's, there's been a lot of friggin' violent discussion about this toy, as you tend to have with Masterpiece toys. So, obviously... I'll... That head does not look right. I think it looks fine. You know, you think that, but I've gone <sighs> back through G1 episodes very recently, and uh, that's pretty much... I don't... I, I think it's more so that there's no neck whatsoever with that very wide in the cheek face like it needs a little bit of separation from the body to not look like he's wearing a halloween mask so if you look at the there's a side view at toy fair you can see a pin on the side of his head so there is a neck in there uh-huh his chin just you know hangs over it he's, yeah he's, he's I, a wide boy uh i mean i I think the figure's fine. I also think that I think he's fine because I pre-ordered him on Amazon Japan for under 10,000 yen. Uh, I think buying him domestically at EB Games, for instance, would be quite a spend. I think that that's not aimed necessarily at us. That's aimed at folks who will just say, hey, it's Bumblebee. I remember that, and I make lots of money, so I'm just going to buy it. Um, I don't think he's as clean-looking as MP44. In fact, there are parts of this Bumblebee that remind me of the Masterpiece movie line in a few ways, his backpack specifically. Um, something about him feels like he needed one more little pass, but I've also heard a decent theory that some of the sticky-outy bits on him would not look quite as sticky-outy if they weren't VW-shaped and were instead, for instance, cliff jumper shaped uh, More smooth, angular lines than curves. So... There could be that, like basically the. I don't know. The, my my guess is though. Are, are you saying just because it's curved, whereas Cliff Jumper is more? The, what more I, it's not even what I was saying. It's more like I kind of nodded and went like, "That's not off." But the idea is like the stuff on the back of his heels, for instance. Part of what's causing the problem is they have to be those very specific egg-like, you know, egg shard-like shapes. Uh, if this were, for instance, a cliff jumper, I think one could have gotten away with flattening those off to be cleaner heels and thus not as VW curvy in vehicle mode. See, the thing is, I'm not actually seeing Volkswagen branding on this. Oh, no, it's not. It's clearly not Volkswagen uh, branded. Like, that's why it's squished. Um, right. Because it's the it's like the, the penny racers that they were emulating. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm just going to grab you guys the profile shot because I think it's the most relevant one that someone took at Toy Fair. Because uh, I think I think this is a the one that is going to have the most proper discussion of the figure outside of the obvious stuff. This is where you can see that that backpack is folded up a lot more tightly into the upper body than it was at Wonderfest. Um, yeah, like that thing that thing was dripping down his butt at Wonderfest, and it was making me really like, what's yeah. going on here? No, I'm I'm looking at that, and then also the Amazon Japan. Yeah imagery and still it's like uh, like it is incredible how you look at this profile shot and then you look at one of the front shots and it's like all of that stuff just disappears yeah um i'm not trying to make a case for the figure i don't think you have to i I just just explaining why i think he looks all right um he's obviously going for an animation look that is thematic and i don't think he is in any way shape or form trying to replace the existing masterpiece bumblebee um entirely 
Like they're both so different. Existing Masterpiece Bumblebee has a more realistic vehicle mode and a more toy-like um, robot mode, like with the thinner mm-hmm. legs and everything. And like this is going for the complete opposite in both directions. So uh, as an engineering experiment, I think it's interesting. I am I am kind of bummed out by the backs of the feet. I think that is that is the one thing where I'm like, ah, that's a shame. But, you know, I'll get over it. <laughs> I'm just my, my main thing is as long as those feet and that backpack lock together so they aren't jostling when I mess with the, the robot mode, that is the big test, which unfortunately we won't know until it's out. Um, but uh, Aaron, you were already sharing some thoughts. Any other thoughts you want to drop on Masterpiece Bumblebee of what we're seeing of them? Why fix what ain't broke? Well, they're not fixing. That's what I mean. You know, they're not fixing anything. They're making one that looks like the cartoon. Why fix what ain't broke? Well, I mean, now we're just going to say the same thing to each other for like half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not fixing it. This is they're, they're, I mean, I, I I got nothing else to do here, man. They're they're, I, they're making what the other one isn't. It's exactly the same thing with MP44. Something broken? No, it just isn't the cartoon. So they're making one that's the cartoon. All right, I yeah, I'll, let's just move on. <laughs> A TJ, uh, you got any thoughts on MP45? It feels like I not long ago paid half the price for the other one. I think the other one, I want to say someone figured out it's demonstrably not shorter, but it's got a lot less body mass. Uh, and I think it's impressive. I think I think it's, a, and I do think it is a good way of getting around the problem that came when Ma- Masterpiece Bumblebee first emerged, which was, do you go for the realistic aesthetic like their other vehicles, or do you go cartoonish and make it look the way people remember it? And okay, so you solve both of those problems. You do one, then you do the other. Yeah. I just feel like this is just I don't know, this there's just way too much shell involved in how to get in from one mode to the other. Like he Yeah, I wish that I I wish there was a, a side panel that sealed the side of that backpack. As in one that I mean, was yeah, built it, in. It almost it, it almost seems like some part of the car, some side part of the car, instead of folding inwards, could have been a part of of hiding that because that full side profile shot just looks like garbage. And it granted this is better than the previous images that we had where it was sitting a whole lot lower, that it is tucked up more, but it's still just articulated arm garbage. That's yeah. not articulated arms. Because I, I, have, I have a specific feeling about articulated well, arms. It, it, I mean, it's okay. It's little tiny throws. Yeah. But it's still a bunch of. It's an art. It, it's. Because what, what I'll say is. It's is, peeled itself apart to kind of mush itself back together. And if you're going to go to that extent, man. Sunstreakers works in a similar way. And the feel of it locking together, as long as that's there, I'll be okay with it. Sunstreakers went the extra direction of also really cleverly sealing up the sides. Right. Uh, which is the thing I think is missing here. Um, so visually, it's not looking as good. If it still locks together, I'll be happy with it as an engineering piece and as like a, you know, a transforming robot. Um, but yeah, I, the main reason I, I'm into this is, is just the transformation is going to be the highlight, uh, I am assuming. And this is opening the door for a cliff jumper. Uh, and I, I'm happy to see them doing something that is doing the penny racer. Uh, 
there's going to be a listener question about this, I think, sometime in the future. But I like both leaning to the animation and leaning to the toy because they're things you can't do simultaneously. So stuff like this opens up the door for just interesting transformation tricks. Uh, Bumblebee, I wish, had a few more inter- interesting transformation tricks. Um, there is just something unfinished feeling about uh, the way his heels and his backpack turn out. But the the amount of talk, and I'm not zeroing on, on you, Aaron, when I say this, but like the amount of talk where it's like, why do this when we have the other one is like, I just feel like it's so obvious what the answer is. Like, whether or not they're doing it well enough is a different question. But it's like, th- this is doing a completely different vehicle mode and a completely different robot mode. Uh, and that that's why they're doing it. Um, it's something that they should be doing with Sideswipe, who does not look good with uh, more cartoon-oriented masterpiece toys. Uh, he simply doesn't. Uh, I, I have heard people explain why he does, and I do not agree with them. Uh, I think he looks terrible with Sunstreaker. So... Stuff like this Bumblebee, original MP Bumblebee, also does not look very good with Sun with uh, Sunstreaker, uh, and some characters like the Datsuns and Wheeljack can pull off a recolor that tweaks them hard enough because they just so happened to have enough animation in their robot modes that they can pull it off. But uh, stuff like Bumblebee and Sideswipe need another go to do that style. Whether or not you want them to do that style, that is a completely different question. Uh, that's not my concern right now, but. Uh, I'm, I am just disappointed that this thing didn't end up having the seal up that Sunstreaker has. That was just so magical. And there is a lack of magic to this one. Like you can see, like kind of Aaron bouncing off what you're saying. It's not articulated arms, but this one, you can see the process mm-hmm. on his back. Uh, where on Sunstreaker, he just goes like, Shoop, and now the process has disappeared. What did I just do? Uh, MP44 Optimus. I think like, people have complained about the backpack being juddy outy. It, it certainly is bulky, but it also... It achieves that magic moment of like. Also, the back is sealed. It's it's just a brick with two pods, um, as as the animation model says, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and whether or not they should be doing animation models, that's up to you to decide. And there is no correct answer because that's all subjective opinion. Blah blah blah. But uh, MP forty five. The one other negative on him I will throw out is that I really would like to know what the hell is going on with Hound. Hound looked a lot more done, like, six months ago. <laughs> and where is he? What's he doing? What's ha- What did Hound do? <laughs> is the... What's the Jeep company? That, are they called Jeep? What's the Jeep company? Jeep. Uh, Jeep. Jeep. Is Jeep screwing with him? What is? What did Jeep do? Or why isn't Hound at Toy Fair? All these other ones are chilling out at Toy Fair. Where's Hound? Probably because it's not been cleared for the U.S. market yet. Damn it! <laughs> Because I, I I also think Hound looks pretty good, and he looks better than Bumblebee, and I'd like to know more about Hound. Because it's odd that they have, like, Wheeljack there, and Wheeljack's been out for how long in Japan? I don't think the animation color one is out yet, so this is this is technically... I guess it's the... it's technically... <laughs> but did Wheeljack ever come out, like, no. U.S. proper? No. So, like, it doesn't really terribly matter one way or the other? I don't know. I just want to know more about Hound. That's the main thing. This is going to Wonderfest now as well. I'm kind of going out off topic here. I just... Friggin' that hound looks neat. Anyway, uh, Beast Wars Masterpiece Megatron was also at Toy Fair. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, fella? <laughs> um, so, hey, maybe he's... I mean, MP44 is getting a North American release at a terrible price. 
that is something like you if you order him from japan you will have saved probably like a hundred bucks but you know for the average joe domestic who has lots of money that that's going to be a thing um so maybe mp uh beast wars megatron is getting that as well maybe he got announced and i just for, i'm forgetting but it sounds like you guys were not no, this, expecting this, this, this was a total surprise. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen nothing about yeah. him getting a domestic release. Yeah. Because if they do that, I mean, would that not maybe open the door to the slightly not gigantic Beast Wars masterpieces I mean, getting a, a chance over here, too? I mean, if this has a shot over here, then it's kind of genius because they can work their way backward from the most expensive one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Like, we're going to... Or maybe just, like, both of the leaders and walk from there yeah i mean yeah just do the two leaders and see what happens you can do that too um you know what well i've got you guys here tj i'll start with you masterpiece black arachnia is happening my god the mad men did it and like the, the best part of that figure is how after after uh sunstreaker after uh dinobot it's not even the surprise they're doing it. It's just the it's it's almost like that's not surprising. It's just the anticipation of how they'll do it now. Yeah, where's the I can't find the spider. Someone took a shot at the back and there's nothing there. Yeah. So because Dinobot exists, now I can sit here and go like, "Oh, what's up?" Have a ambulance? police rave? That's the ambulance this time, I think. Oh, and a fire truck. Yeah, it's a fire truck. Fire trucks always honk their horns. Anyway, now you look at that black arachnia and instead of going like where'd the spider go you can very reasonably say oh i bet that her torso turns inside out to form the spider body because that's what dinobot did yeah so like i bet you that's what i don't know how specifically but conceptually it's now on the table that hey maybe her robot torso flips inside out and in doing so reshapes itself into the body of a spider I'm also afraid with the way that like some of these Beast Wars ones are going, and her head will also have to turn into seven different parts. But it also works on them. That's the thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> like that's the thing about official masterpiece is where it can get as complicated as third party toys. I find current official masterpiece always has a, an extra set of of um, invisible guardrails on everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's. it's it's complex, but I don't I don't ever feel like I have busted the figure by I, trying to transform it. Here's the thing. I almost want Black Arachnia's head to have like seven different transformation steps all by itself because knowing Takara's designers, like you'd be halfway through, you'd have like just the inside of her head visible and her Predacon shell program would just be hanging in there. Friggin' right? Or like, yeah. hey, you know what? If you stop transforming her head halfway through and then flip down this extra panel, now you have the toy head. You know, uh, yeah, she's not part of Toy Fair, but yeah. she is the one thing I wonder if like it just had like here, this so. gimmick where you can flip away her mouth and just have that gap there. Yeah, yes, <laughs> with like a fake hinge in the back. Um, so yeah, at, at Toy Fair they had they had that masterpiece stuff on display. The Bumblebee is the big thing, obviously. Um, we've now talked about it. Go us. I like I like uh, that someone can actually get up close and like high res images of that Megatron so I can see the pixelated skin texture. Yes. Yeah. Um and all I mean getting high res up close of, of all of those masterpieces is is that's a really nice advantage of them showing up at New York Toy Fair. Um 
like that bumblebee as well like getting those hard profile shots it was otherwise just hoping that like you know um alfes or other folks would do it for us with maybe not even being prompted and just you're rolling the dice like you know it's nice that mp45 was there for the i guess some like like for for our side of the fandom's meticulous nature to 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 finger through without without any like no photo signs sitting around um there's also some movie masterpiece stuff on display but i don't think there's anything there we hadn't talked about yet uh just more angles of megatron and jazz Mm-hmm. Um, Megatron is still really hitting it for me. Jazz is still honestly not really still hitting it for me. <laughs> yeah, I seeing more of Jazz's face makes me sad. It's it's honestly more the shape of his body. Like he just looks. Well, I mean that's the shape of Jazz's body is Jazz's body. It is also kind but of then unfortunately. The studio series took that shape <laughs> and gave it this kind of air of dynamic movement. Yeah, and the movie masterpiece one does not have that air. It could still be there, but like in in appearance, it just feels like a standing prop in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, and I'm 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 sure I'm wrong, but he's just not giving me very good vibes, unfortunately. Um, and the uh, the little the little Sam getting some real close up photos of his uh f- featureless flesh face. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> It's always the creepy part about all these human accessories that come with masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. Dot me some like, eyes, okay. please. Okay, on the back of Jazz's box, he is doing a handstand. Like, obviously, he, he can do some articulation. Like, there's something about his appearance is all. Also, do you see the back of his box? Spinal cord attachment? Yep. Yeah. Him being held out of frame by Megatron? <laughs> uh, oh, he has a sliding visor. Okay, so this Jazz can reveal his eyes. Mm-hmm. All right, so he'll he'll still have something in there. Um, but yeah, uh, any other masterpiece stuff we should be touching on? Or I think we cl- I think I we click most of it. Think so. Um, I'll uh, I'll say right here for the for the sake of uh, of the rest of the thread, Aaron, I, I forgive you for uh, for having that argument about Bumblebee. I'll let you off. I I, I extend okay. the olive branch. Uh, okay. It's okay to be wrong sometimes. <laughs> I know, and you'll have to live with it. <laughs> I'm never letting the beef die. Hey, Bot-Bots. Uh, yeah. They revealed some more. Here's the thing. I am honestly a little daunted to go through all of the various Toy Fair Bot-Bots photos that are all over Twitter. So I kind of want to keep this a little brief. What I'll say is there's a lot more new tooling Bot-Bots than I was expecting there to be in Wave 2. Uh, mm-hmm. And I am liking a lot of them. Um, specifically, we'll just say it. There is a rubber ducky bot bot. We can't see his robot mode, but obviously everyone's going to try to get one who also is getting masterpiece, uh, beast Megatron. Um, but yeah, there's some interesting themes here. I like that the new food, uh, crew are food, but it's all rotten. Um, yeah, like the spoiled rottens. Yeah, like like one of them is the toast, uh, the cheese, grilled cheese sandwich one, but like the bread's got a green crust. Yeah, uh, that's cute. Um, and uh, there are some retools in here I can spot uh, who have kind of like at least it looks like they painted new faces on them to be different characters. But the new tooling ones are are doing it for me. I like the avocado a lot because the robot is just the seed uh, and the avocado shell is split open. Um, so there's there's some neat stuff in here. I don't I don't this is after the uh, it was fun doing wave one for wave two. I am going to wait until 
there is a very straightforward way to get the wave without a lot of trouble and searching and etc. I'm going to wait for everyone to just figure out what's in what. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shame, in my opinion, that they're doing the same approach on wave two. Um, because it, it's it doesn't matter to folks who are just going to buy one off the shelf. But like, yeah, I, I I think what that's just fitting more into is the way that some of the like the Shopkins or the 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 other the like generally girl themed what like collectible things do of like hey here's a blind pack single thing or here's the the three in one blind pack and whatever it's the and part they're where just it's not blind though that makes it harder to accept like especially the right. the multi packs not being random but just being in assortments that also prevent collectability right uh, i mean i i'm not disagreeing yeah um from from the collector i've got to get one of each however that's how they get you to buy more because it's like i would buy them all anyway there's there's crossover in there if, if there was no duplication across multiple packs like i'd still buy them all anyway so it's, i don't feel like they're really getting me on the hook for much uh also like i, I would say just because shopkins does it why do we got to do it <laughs> But really, it's just it's just if those because because it's the same thing as we were talking about in the in the very beginning of this is a thing that's already been sold in another format. Yeah. So you change it, you make it bot bots, and then you can explain that to a, an accountant. I just feel like and, you could still, and show the accountant where on the graph this sits. You can still accomplish and then it's on the that. right side of how we make money. You can still accomplish that and still even have multiple different eight packs and five packs, etc while just having a secret through line for the you know weirdo collector types just like these are the ones to buy and you get one of everything yeah but now yeah. you're having to change four things instead of two that's twice as much change that gets further away from the existing mathematical models that show how things happen ah but my rebuttal are transformers not all about change Ooh, not to the accountant yes it is that's the whole that's the whole franchise uh also did you see the pacifier Yes. What kind of a life is that? <laughs> I'm. All, I love that in series two they already have a bot bot that just makes me hungry for backstory I'm never gonna get. Like, what's up? I'm the transformer who turns into a pacifier. I am sucked on by infants. That is my life. I want to know if the nub is his head or not. Like it looks like its feet, but still. Uh, that's that's the new donut. That's the new fun guy. Sorry, fun Gus. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm more interested in Botbots Wave Two than I was when I thought it was going to be mostly redecos. But uh, Aaron, we talked a bunch about it. Any other thoughts on Botbots Wave Two from you? No, I'm good. Uh, TJ, what about you? Did you? I can't remember. Did you end up pursuing Botbots Wave One for the most part? Um, uh, I didn't. Or go, did you just grab like, a few? I didn't go like all out. I got a few packs off amazon you know went you yeah. know one at a time because that's all the i bought the five packs because you know you buy them once and you're guaranteed to get stuff you don't have but yeah, yeah uh besides that yeah i did some blind boxing I, I basically just got the ones that that interested me the most but uh i don't know like wave two is not hitting me as hard just because it feels yeah. like, it feels like there's a lot more that's just oh this is a big shell that opens up and here's a little guy inside and you know that doesn't get me as much as uh, like the one that gets me here is the tuna can who is mm-hmm. horrifying 
Where's the tuna can? Which group is he with? Uh, it's like the first. The, the rotten yes. food. Oh, where it has the fish head sticking out. God, is it. It, the fish head his robot head yes. too? Oh, we need to see the. Is there a robot mode shot? It's right next to him. Oh, it's the tuna can. Oh God, you're right. There's two of them. Oh, that's horrifying. I love that. That looks like Injector. He's got wasp winged things. I think that's Injector. Anyway, sorry. Uh, oh, that's one of the color change ones then. Or is it not? Is it just painted? No, it's just painted different. Okay. Because there's also over there the, the, soda, the soda one or the squishy one or whatever. Yeah. With the radioactive symbol, that looks like a color change one at a glance, but I think it is just two different ones. Um, I think something that's also diminishing on BotBot's Wave 2 is that the freshness of what the hell is this is also gone. Absolutely. They're still hitting it figure to figure, like the aforementioned pacifier or recently aforementioned tuna can. I think that's going to be the strength for the line going forward in the long run. But yeah, the the actual like, oh look at this, like yeah, we, now that that's a bridge that's been crossed that could never be you know rekindled. Um, but yeah, there are a lot more bot bots photos out of out of uh, Toy Fair on the show floor on Twitter. I didn't see any on our front page. Um, and sifting through the Twitter ones, I was just like, this all looks cool, but I don't know who's who, and there's a lot of them. So we're just going to leave it there, I think. Um, just briefly, we're going to touch on Super 7. Uh, they showed uh, a couple interesting things. Um, the thing I'm most interested in is the fact that they are doing reaction um, for Bumblebee, Optimus, and Soundwave. Reaction is definitely a line that works in some situations, and in my opinion, does not work in some other situations. Uh, these sculpts, I think, are pretty cool. Bumblebee's horns are way the hell too wide, but his head is also like, hey, guess what? You want to talk about Masterpiece 45's head? Take a look uh -huh. at the reaction head. That's just, yeah. that's looking you right in the eye going, it, like, do that you looks, see me? That looks even more mumpsier. Do you see me, Aaron? He's saying? Do you see me? Yeah. I uh, mean, you've got, you got the actual show model on the card behind him, and it's just a tiny little face around mush. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, G1 Bumblebee is a screwed-up-looking dude. I saw a great thing on Twitter somewhere where someone... Oh, there's a Megatron, by the way, in the reactions as well. He just wasn't in that front page shot but there, there was a great thing i saw on twitter where someone was like here's the thing about this bumblebee uh in this person's opinion he does not look good but he looks like he is doing an excellent job of emulating a really ugly show model from an old 80s cartoon that was sometimes drawn very badly so he is succeeding at what he's doing and as a result i am not into him <laughs> and i was like that's actually a pretty solid take i like that um but yeah, reaction transformers. I'm vaguely interested if they have the basic eight points. I'll be interested. That's been my problem with reaction. Uh, is the aversion to elbows. Reaction is generally just like four joints, aren't they? Like five. Uh, neck joints, shoulders, hips. Oh, neck. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say because looking at the the one shot that has the Beavis and Butthead next to it, it looks like it's uh, lucky to get four. Yeah, and and the bummer is. There have been times where I feel like the aversion to this, like it's supposed to be, it's like Kenner, but it's like, yeah, except sometimes it's okay to break a little bit. And mm -hmm. the big one for me is the reaction SDF one where it's again, like it's just like Kenner. And I'm like, yeah, but literally the only pose this thing ever was in was with its elbows bent. So this is a useless figure. <laughs> 
Uh, it doesn't evoke the character whatsoever. It, the thing never walked around. So I don't know. all all of this stuff by Super Seven seems like it's pushing weird boundaries that don't feel like they understand. Well, the other ones, I, I mean, I, I can defend the other ones. We'll start with the buckets because they're weird. They're buckets. That's what. That's how I defend them. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they are they are definitely buckets, and they are succeeding 100 percent what they're doing. The vinyl $20 ones, twenty dollar MSRP for a Halloween bucket. You know what? Maybe it's built real well. You know, it's solid. <laughs> you can hit someone with it, and their head will break. Sure, for the, for the bucket does. the The vinyl ones with the internals, those things I'll stand by as just being like you know seven points of articulation. Uh, the main thing about those, I talked about this with Seth. Um, I like the, like, the Optimus is doing one thing, which is cool, where it's like, it's a cartoon character, and if you take the chest off, you can see all the painted internals. I like that. Uh, I wish that these things, the Super Cyborg vinyls, came with two chest covers, one colored and one translucent. Uh, because, like, on the Megatron, you know, like, I like, I like the idea of the Optimus, I like the idea of the Megatron, I honestly don't see why they are not doing both, because uh, then you get the full just figurine look or you get the X-ray, you know, cyborg look. Um, yeah. Also, I said this with Seth. I'll say it again. You look at that Megatron and I'm like, I all I see when I look at that Megatron is I imagine that treatment done to the entire figure and how amazing that would look. Like if he was entirely X-ray and fully painted yeah. on the inside. And so I'm just like, like they're they're neat. What these figures that, do is they make me wish for something more elaborate. <laughs> that's that's where I'm saying it seems like it's like halfway there because if that was entirely X-ray for seventy five eighty dollars, I think you'd have a banger. Yeah, but it's not. And I'm I'm sure if it was entirely X-ray, it would have to clear a hundred like to do that much paint on on a piece like this. Like these are these are more boutiquey kind of things. Yeah. Um. It's for me. It's mostly for seventy five. Come on, put in a clear chest and a, a translucent, or a, you know, translucent chest and a, an opaque chest. Like, just put both on these. Maybe they come with both, and I'm just not understanding it, and I'm, I'm missing it in the display. Uh, if they mm-hmm. come with both, then hey, that's all. Like, I'm, you know, that this is part of why I think I think it's kind of like a moot point to even talk about. Like, I'm not going to drop seventy five on these because they're just not my thing. But for what they're trying to do, I think they're they're pretty successful, and they hint at something that would be even cooler. Um. So hopefully they at least come with with you know opaque and clear chests, um, but we have time another half hour or so to talk about these buckets. Uh, these are intriguing, are they not? Oh no, everyone hung up. <laughs> come back. We don't have to talk about the buckets. Any other thoughts on Super Seven stuff, or shall we hit our little finale here? I'm I'm still just locked up on the Super Seven stuff. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Uh yeah, those buckets. That you that you said but hmm? <laughs> the buckets. Uh TJ, you ever thought of um uh, of uh, how you could put together a 25-minute video review of a bucket cuz I sure have. Uh, what if you built a small fire inside of the bucket then lit it? That's a test. And then just filmed it melting down. What if though the bucket doesn't melt? What if the Megatron bucket when you do that the fire eventually just goes out, and the only thing that's changed is that he is now smiling. Then you just need to apply more fire. Because he's like, foolish fleshling, you thought you could burn me, and instead I have melted your fire. And then he just, his mouth opens and consumes my entire body. 
That's what these buckets are going to do. I don't know. I want If I have a hill to die on that's stupid, I want it to be these Super 7 buckets. Uh, tell me they're called... Su- yes! Did you see the actual product name? Super Buckets. Super Buckets! I'm hype! And they come out on my birthday. What better pr- <laughs> gift could there possibly be? Um, so the, the last thing we have to talk about is the TCG. They actually had some fresh stuff uh, to show there, uh, oddly enough. Um, there is one photo I grabbed from Radio Free Cybertron on Twitter. Um, it's actually the only f- new thing they're showing at, at Toy Fair, but we're going to roll some things together. Buried in the back, in one photo from RFC, TF Radio on Twitter, uh, is the Devastator Gift Sets packaging, where you can see... Uh, it's like the Metroplex deck, you know, the, the, the pack of battle cards is in the front. Four of the Constructicons are half opened to form this kind of zigzaggy look at the Devastator art. And then you can kind of see the other two Constructicons are behind it. You can see the bottoms poking out the bottom, uh, of the, of the artwork, you know, the ones who would form the legs. They're probably viewable from the back, uh, the way that you could do, you know, these Mm -hmm. packaging tend to do. So that's kind of cool. You know, we're getting to see the, you know the 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 way that they're going to do a combiner gift set i like what they're doing with the zigzag bubble um, yeah that's that's a neat um dynamic kind of look uh so aaron is it bad that my only thought was that looks like a big open box of wave two could y'all maybe just grab me a fistful of those yeah no not at all i yeah i, I <laughs> would have been the whole bad oops i got bumped into this oh they're everywhere here let me pick help you pick them up wow there are only three packs in there huh oh man <laughs> photo magic also that devastator sitting there i'm like well that seems to that seems to be done i'm like hey when y'all are done with toy fair y'all just like i'll take it you know See, uh, <laughs> let's take it off your hands <laughs> i got some play testing i could do yeah um so that stuff's all coming soon like that's march 1st for those booster packs march 31st i want to say for devastator um, something like that in yeah everywhere but canada that is uh yeah. and i i am definitely like i i have fun talking with those guys i love this game i am also not shying away from uh the adverse effects that can be had when a game is available everywhere but canada uh for in the case of wave one months at a time and i'm really hoping uh for the sake of our local scene that to participate in wave two in a timely manner does not involve purchasing stuff from outside of our friendly local gaming stores so uh fingers crossed that we see at least one of these things or maybe metroplex by march that would be nice uh that's not all the news do you not have metroplex no oh it's becoming very worrisome he showed up apparently for order on eb games i don't know anyone who got him off there the rumor was during the cold snap in january they were stuck at the border but I've heard nothing. They just got frozen at the border. I've heard nothing. None of the re- none of the store owners have a date for him. Uh, it is becoming worrying to me. Um, however, we are all very easily able to get this new card that debuted: Omega Supreme Autobot Defense Base Titan sized card. Not an actual Titan. He is a Guardian, not a Titan. Uh, also, he's a spaceship tank in his alt mode. Um, yes, sixteen. Get, get get two keywords in there. That's right. Uh, not six, he's 19 stars, so you have room for six more stars uh, in a deck with this dude. Uh, he is exclusive to Loot Crate. Mm-hmm. The reaction everyone had is completely justifiable because Loot Crate, not the people who work there, just Loot Crate as a service, 
is uh disgusting. So I don't blame anyone for being uh off put. I certainly was. The reason why I'm I was okay with it is there was a coupon code that expired yesterday, uh Love Fifty, where you could get one of these you know, transformation crates for 50% off. So basically you get the Omega Supreme card for 20 Canadian uh, shipped. Uh, that's fine. Um, yeah. To make sure you can't, I have to go and can't, I'm, I'm waiting until I get the shipping confirmation before I cancel. Cause I don't necessarily trust them. Ditto. Um, but I'm canceling the moment I get it. Uh, there, it's a, a difficult conversation uh, to watch because a lot of people got pretty mad about this. I don't think any of them are wrong. I think, though, it is a thing where you got to look at the the end reality is this was not all that expensive with that coupon code. If it wasn't for that coupon code, this would be a different conversation. I can guarantee you. But at the end of the day, it was an easy to get exclusive within those 48 hours as opposed to the like what turned out to be about an hour to get the San Diego pack when it was online. Yeah, Um it doesn't mean this is good. It means this is a bit of a non-event. Yeah. And it's and it's a thing that I'm hoping because, like, so he's got P2 2019, which is probably means promo number two. Yeah. Which means that there's a promo number one out there somewhere, they're, they're... which I think is going to be the the game day thing that's supposed to be for on release, maybe. There's a yeah. There's a weird rumor that it has multi. It's been that and or a European store exclusive. Right, uh, which some people assumed to be Trypticon. There's also been the idea that maybe P1 just means the demo kit that they put together. Uh, no one really knows. Right, the P2 is an interesting um, thing, though. But but at the same time, I have the feeling since they've talked about for Europe and Asia Pacific regions, they have other stuff that's going to be going on uh, to get it out there as well. So yeah, like I I. Thing is, it's probably still going to be a fifteen or twenty dollar card that's going to show up when and when it shows up in other, like if it shows up on TCG Player or on eBay or whatever. However, like unfortunately, it's a thing to be expected for a for a trading card game. And and, and like, it's also not going to be. I don't think he's going to be Cliff Jumper or Slipstream. He's not confined to an event. He was available online. He'll be out right. in other markets. Uh, and and also he's not an incredible card he's a neat card yeah uh, it's a, it's a neat card it's high price so it, like high cost leaving only uh, high cost yeah. for for the the card in the deck and he specifically has like one of his things is if one of your other characters would take damage instead he can take the damage so you're one other character you're you're one other character <laughs> Like the w- the way that it's set up is not anything that could be, yeah. Like meta changing. It's, it's fun jank. It's my kind of thing. Yeah. I, I actually, I, as a card, if you leave out the loot crate part, I like this whole this whole scenario where for twenty bucks I was able to order this you know new kind of jank niche card that doesn't fit anywhere else and probably doesn't warrant a box set. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like I said when you invoke the name of loot crate in twenty nineteen. Uh, it's just a bad look, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. It's not the fact that this card... Some people said it's the fact that this card wasn't available from Wizards, and I'm... I mean, technically it was, you know? Like, they're how you found out about this. Yeah. It's the fact that it was through Loot Crate, which is a service that has one of the most uh, fetid um, stigmas 
hanging off of it kind of like a stink uh, in 2019. Um, we have spent, what, the last four, five years watching a loot crate turn from, well, this is neat, to this is boxes of garbage uh, intermixed with this is ruining several YouTube channels who are devoting enormous amounts of time to opening loot crate boxes and trying to sound excited. Uh, so this is more on loot crate, the service, uh, by the way, loot crate, the people are fine. They're actually quite friendly. Um, they helped me figure out something with that coupon code, uh, and seem quite amenable. Granted, they don't know I'm going to cancel. So maybe that would have changed things. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, this is kind of a messy thing to watch. I think that, uh, the the Transformers TCG Facebook group um, actually had a pretty good way of dealing with it. Brian, one of the admins, uh, has a pretty good head on his shoulders for wanting people to just like uh, chill out. Um, and I want to give him a shout out. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, if you didn't get in on Omega Supreme and and you're hearing this after the 19th, uh, you can probably still get Omega Supreme because also everyone who subscribes to loot crate and there's still quite a few people who do are getting a copy of this card and i bet you a bunch of them don't play this game so it's not gonna be impossible uh, it's just not an ideal situation um i don't think it's indicative of anything nefarious in future like just look at what omega supreme is like this was never gonna come out in a set you know um but yeah uh that's our little tcg aside uh that's that's i think cleaning up toy fair for us um just briefly, uh, I'm just going to say, like, hey, Aaron, I don't know if you got a chance because you did say you were working multiple 50-hour weeks, which sounds like it's busy. Mm -hmm. uh, did you see any non-Transformer stuff at Toy Fair that really caught your eye? Or have you not had a chance no. to look yet? I've not had a chance to look. I didn't think so. I didn't see any cool helicopters outside of Transformers, so I'm not sure if there's anything there for you. Yeah, even even that helicopter's got a few problems, but... Well, this is perfect. It's drift. <laughs> I, did, I mean... Nothing says the future like turning the rear rotor sideways. So, so if you want to talk about that, we can. Whoa. Okay. One. Because one sec though. Give me, give me one sec. Uh, TJ, mm -hmm. before this nightmare begins, uh, Toy Fair, non Transformer mm -hmm. stuff. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not casting you into a role here, but do you? That Power Ranger yeah, stuff was freaking I knew, cool. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew, I knew it. <laughs> I, I, I could have cut you off there. Yeah, Hasbro is absolutely killing it. Like, yeah, like the Wave One of Lightning is like everything that Bandai of America should have been doing from the get go. It is like a pointed insult to them, almost. Like, like <laughs> it's, it's every, we made everything show accurate. We didn't buff everybody up like they're on steroids and you know we went with unique molds for the whole wave instead of just flushing out an entire ranger team in one go um civilian head swaps shadow ranger like the dog doggy kruger he yeah. gets a civilian head like the fact that wave one right there's a tommy that's like the worst part of Wave One. Otherwise, it's like, hey, Wave One is Decamaster Lord Zed and uh, Dino Charge Red. But here's the thing: like, even even though yes, Wave One is a Tommy, you have to. You, you just kind of have to. Yeah. But it's not a Green Ranger. Yeah, it's the Superior Tommy mm -hmm. as well. It's a Die Ranger Tommy. And here, it's like, yeah, go like, ahead. More like, yeah, like it's 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 at least the Tommy that was around more often than the Green Ranger. I know everyone remembers the Green Ranger. It wasn't around all that long. Sorry, to, sorry yeah. to break your nostalgia there, but 
what got to me, like what, what really blew me away. They put tubes on Zed. Like yes. actual mm-hmm. tubes. Instead of just and the way it works. sculpting lines into his body. Yeah, real tubes. And if you look, like, it's multiple tubes. Because at his knee joint, there's not a tube running over his knee joint. That's just where one tube ends and the other starts. And they hit it underneath all the armor stuff. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a fantastic... Also, did you see the packaging and how much it looks like fig arts? Yes. Yes. Friggin', friggin'... I love Bandai Japan. I love I love Tamashi. Tamashi basically actually defecated on Mattel's chest when they put out those <laughs> WWE figures and just went like, hey, Mattel, your garbage is junk. And I was like, that was pretty funny. So karmatically, this is OK for Hasbro to do because technically Tamashi has had one coming this whole time. Uh, Did you see the Goldar? <laughs> I have pre-ordered the Goldar. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> did you see i didn't catch this right away they molded in the damage that costume sustained by season two yeah like that was what got to me is like this like the weird little wing hinges like the suit had because the wings were just like barely holding together on the costume that's molded yeah. accurate yeah and friggin by <laughs> by the middle of this year you'll have lord zed and goldar right hmm Bandai of America, it took them, what, two sets? I want to say two sets of Power Rangers before they did Legacy Zed, that really junk Zed that I reviewed years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact Someone at Brentosaur was saying, Hasbro having the wherewithal to just do, like, one Mighty Morphin per wave, so for the first two waves at least, because, like, they realize they don't need to fire all those out right away. Yeah. Um, The, the friggin... The open door of those civilian head sculpts for Power Rangers to finally gain a third-party company following entirely based on doing civilian head sculpts for the Sentai actors? Oh, no. you got ones for the Sentai actors. You've got multiple iterations for the Rangers who changed actors. Yes. And also, furry doggy Kruger head from Decca Ranger. Oh, my God. Removable shades. Like, there's a whole pocket industry waiting for a third-party group of sculptors to get into who already do this stuff for 6-inch and 1-6. One tw- and, uh, and one six. I've seen it. I have a third-party Keanu Reeves John Wick head for a 1-6 body. So, like, granted, maybe Japanese actors will be far more litigious and actually shut this stuff down. But, hey, we won't know till someone tries. So, you know... Also, friggin' the Beast Morphers are getting a uh, lightning collection, like, right away. Uh, are they? Yes, because there, there was a misreported thing that uh, Beast Morphers Yellow was going to be a GameStop exclusive. That was corrected, but, the, like, did you see the Wave 2 listing? No. Okay, Wave 2, I don't remember all... Uh, wave 2 is Mighty Morphin Pink, Magna Defender, and Beast Morphers Red and Blue. Huh. Which I, I believe would say Beast Morphers Yellow is probably Wave Three. So like they're getting they're they're staying on topic, like right into it. And forget, did you see the, the the Cheetah Nick? I don't know any of the the Power Rangers names. The, the Cheetah Nick on the the blister card that looks like it transforms. It looks better than Bandai's. Yeah, like um, between this and Overwatch and Star Wars and Marvel and Transformers, it is amazing that Hasbro is like like hitting the ball. On all of these properties, two brand new ones. It's also mildly terrifying that 
a majority of the exciting Toy Fair news is from exactly one toy company. <laughs> but, you know, that's the nightmare we live in right now. Uh, yeah, that has that lightning collection stuff is so exciting. Uh, I can't. I thought lightning collection was going to be a thing we'd see maybe next year. I was thinking we'd see the previews this year. It's out next year. But no, these are hitting like in May. I thought Lightning Collection would be all a bunch of 90s Mighty Morphin nostalgia junk, but no. Decamaster is right here. Magna Defender is like wave two, apparently. I don't know how accurate that is. I'm not sure what the source is. I just saw it on Twitter. I do, no, no, like, I do remember hearing Magna Defender's name brought up before this. But you're not off also, base. The, the wherewithal to have the cool guy slot, right? Mm-hmm. Decamaster, wave one. Magna Defender, wave two. Like they, This is a really on the pulse kind of thing they're doing yeah like you get you give me my phantom ranger at some point like hey who knows right wave three or four cool guy slot oh man uh but yeah i really wanted to briefly touch on that because like that power rangers news i did not think i thought it was going to go fine for the most part i thought it was going to go well in the long run i didn't think it was going to be this upfront whatsoever like i even dug the zords uh, just because they're going like for for whatever reason hasbro decided the zords needed to be sh- more show accurate the show accurate gorilla zord when i saw the side-by-side photo and i finally understood it i was like oh my god <laughs> you're right uh but yeah that's just some exciting that's some exciting power rangers stuff going on um but yeah to close this up um aaron tell me about what would happen if I took mm-hmm. the rear rotor of a helicopter and replaced it with that uh, that turbine thing. The, okay, so there have been helicopters that have a, a type of pusher on the end of it. You need... So at speed with helicopters, you don't need torque correction quite as much. Um, but if you were trying to, like, hover with a helicopter without any sort of, like, anti-torque... You'd be in some pretty big trouble. Um, Sikorsky had a one-off. I wasn't able to find the 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 number of it, but the idea was um, the the tail rotor that acts as the anti-torque uh, when it got up to speed would turn, so that then it would be a pusher to give it a little bit more juice. Uh, turns out that was a whole lot of excess equipment for like the '60s, and it never really happened. Mm. Um, now it's like the latest thing that Sikorsky has been working on is coaxial rotors. So the torque of each one cancels out the other, and then you have a pusher on the end of it and it goes real fast. What I was going to say is just specifically that helicopter with that pusher, that drift turns into with just the pusher would not be so great. It also, that helicopter specifically does hover at one point in age of extinction. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, how would that work? Would he have to just be, like, like pushing and pulling air a whole lot to stay in place? Just, like, going back and forth really fast? No, well, so uh, there is another thing that you could do. So if you had tip jets where instead of having a bunch of, um, like, energy and transmission parts, you could have um, the the propulsion coming out of, like, jets at the end of the tips of the blades that would make it so that you wouldn't have to be worried so much about uh, a tail rotor effect. Um, the other thing is that there's a system that's called 
uh no tar or something like that no tail rotor uh i think that's just it no no tail no yeah where you use um basically like the exhaust from the engines and you make the whole tail a a duct and then you'd have uh you have like a a part that rotates back and forth around the tail uh that helps with your your torque control Mm. but it's not nearly as as um usable as the standard uh just because it it you're you're relying on like a secondary force a whole lot more than having a a primary system doing it so now we just got to get you in touch with the studio series team to relay all this to them so hopefully they can fix this toy yeah uh, before it's too it's, late it's already too late man yeah i know well, you know what? That rotor looks like it is a piece that it just ends up on his arm. It looks like it is foldable. Maybe it can just be removed and you can work with a third party to design a more accurate, uh, hover-able, um, futuristic push motor. Motor? Push rotor. Mm-hmm. Also, just put a motor back there, too. Stick one on like, the Like, I guess you could. Stick one in the tail. really wanted to. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, I think that this is an exciting year, uh, toy-wise. I think they showed some really cool stuff at Toy Fair across the board. Yeah, I if I get time, I think I may try and just poke through a bunch of Toy Fair stuff. You should look at that Power Rangers stuff. Yeah, I searched Power Rangers Toy Fair and it came up with a whole bunch of other garbage. Oh boy. If you go to uh, affiliate website tokunation.com, I'm sure they have a, a whole lot of uh, front page coverage all ready to go for something or other. Um uh, I shouldn't drag this out because we've been at this now for roughly three hours. So uh, thank you, dear listener, for staying tuned for all of that. And uh, we will talk to you later. Aaron and TJ, thank you for joining me for this big, long Toy Fair talk. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. TJ, exciting year ahead, isn't it? It is. There's a lot Lots of stuff, stuff coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned it because someone mentioned on Twitter, it's like almost kind of overwhelming to see all this stuff at once this year, especially if you're a Power Rangers fan and or an Overwatch fan. Uh, and it, it can be. But like I said, remember what we saw was eight plus months of toy releases that are not all going to come out tomorrow. Uh, also, nothing we saw, in my opinion, is going to be impossible to find if you don't buy it the moment it comes out. So I have had that feeling before, that overwhelmed feeling of how will I hold all of this and buy all of it. But you don't have to uh, all at once. You don't need all of it, obviously, but even if you like a whole lot of what you saw, it's all coming out piecemeal, and uh, you can just pick up one thing at a time if you want. None of it's going to disappear in the long run, so it'll it'll all be fine. Uh, Regardless, we will talk to you all later. Stay tuned for more podcasting, and uh, let me know what else you'd like to see put up on YouTube, because I want to actually do that, and I keep forgetting to follow up on that. Granted, I got like five podcasts lagged in editing because of other stuff going on over here, but we're all caught up now, so... Uh, invent me a new thing to do. Um, we'll talk to you later. Also, stay safe. Bro, bro, bro.